Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Paul and All. As always, I'm your host, Paul Casey, and uh, we are getting ready to close out the year 2017. And I thought uh, while we're getting ready to do that, I would release the final recorded episode of Just Trekking Along. And uh, a little bit of backstory, this is the last episode we ever put together. Um, Dave uh, became a father at one point, and he's been busy with that for the last few years. Uh, I've been focusing on other stuff, and although we've remained friends, coming up and being able to work on this particular project uh, just didn't, it wasn't in the cards. So um, this is the last episode that we ever recorded. Uh, So throughout this whole year, you've gotten every episode that we ever put out, and I have released them pretty much as infrequently as we put them out over the course of the first year, first few months, whatever it was. Um, If you would be interested in more of Just Trekking Along, which is basically a Star Trek rewatch podcast, kind of like how I do Lost with Friends, uh, let me know. Uh, Tweet me at clockshelves, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Clock Shelves, C-L-O-C-K-S-H-E-L-V-E-S. Let me know, uh, let, well, let, let us know if you would want it uh, more with me and Dave, maybe me and other guests, uh, whatever. Let us know what you would want. Um, this is a double episode spectacular, as I called it, because it was not long after the passing of Leonard Nimoy, so we kind of did uh, tribute to him in the episode, um, but it covers two episodes of the original series of Star Trek that would be Mud's Women and What Are Little Girls Made Of. So um, thank you all for listening to this, and here is the as of right now, the final episode of Just Trekking Along. Welcome to Just Trekking Along. I am Dave. Paul. And this is episode 7 and 8, as Paul would put it, a spectacular episode. Double length. Double length. Goes with... uh, Mud's women, which is what we are talking about. And a little bit of uh, sexiness in what our little girl's made of, which is the second part of what we're talking about. So these are episodes what, six and seven? Six and that? seven for them, seven and eight for us. Because we did the cage first, of course. Because it's cagey. Um, I guess let's kick it off. Um, right at the top, because chances are the way they... You and I talk. We always get into something that happens later. So, no spoilers. We're going to reiterate that again. Uh, Five years is the limit. So, as of this particular episode, the only thing we do not discuss is Star Trek Into Darkness. Anything else is completely up for grabs because it's been more than five years since it was originally broadcast or aired or whatever you want to call it. So... Uh, normally the way we start these out is Dave gives us a little bit of a recap on the episode and then I'll chime in with stuff. This episode is going to be a little bit different because uh, for once I did not take notes during either episode. We're going to be talking about both episodes in one uh, podcast and I did not take notes. I don't have any notes uh, at all for this, not uh, computer notes or anything, so we will be winging this whole episode. Or as Dave puts it, 
uh, how I do it every time. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I always come so prepared and I got nothing. <laughs> so, all right, why don't you start Let's us get off? Get real. Dave? All right. And Mud's women uh, basically starts out the Enterprise encounters a ship and they're chasing it down and they're like, hey, stop, we want to talk to you. And the ship's like, uh, no. And then they take off, enter an asteroid field. Where they get hit, their ship's about to blow up. The Enterprise picks them all up, and lo and behold, Mud comes on looking like a Texan Yosemite Sam pirate guy, pirate guy. Yeah, he's like a he's like a cowboy pirate porn stash type guy. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got the Yosemite Sam stash on. He's got his cowboy hat, his big ass belt buckle. You know, he's and like that giant globe earring. Yeah. One earring. You get beat up in Texas for that, but <laughs> no, because it was in the it was in the left side. It doesn't matter. Men don't wear earrings. I have my ear pierced, my left ear. I haven't worn an earring for a long time, but I, know, I actually know guys who have both pierced. <sighs> I learn something new every day. Uh, for those of you who can't see, Dave just um, not nonchalantly. Uh, Moved aside from me because I said I'm, that I'm a man who, you know, has his. It's getting pissed. a little rainbowy in here right now. But and, you uh, know, it's we got the decay love, man. Uh, but no, I actually know a guy who has both ears pierced, and he thought it was odd that I only had one because he's like, if you're gonna do one, why not do both? And I'm like, because when I was growing up, well, I, I can, when I tell a story, okay. it was you and I growing up. Uh, it was always, if a guy was going to do it, you only get it in the left because the right side, you know, people would be, people would think you're gay. What is it about that? Like, I, I don't, I, I used to I wear my watch on my right wrist. And, well, that's only because. And this kid's like, like, he's like, well, why are you wearing on that wrist? I'm like, it's like, it's my right hand. I'm a right hand dominant and everything is just always. Well, you know why right you do side. it on, you do, you know why you do it on the opposite side? No. Because, um... Because you guys your hand cut in a wood chipper, you want to know what time you got your arm ripped up? No, 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 because, like, say you were, uh... From what I understand, it's like, you know, in the the times when, uh, you know, the family would have breakfast together, or if you were, like, in a diner or something, and you're drinking your coffee, or you're reading the paper, or whatever, but, like, if you have your coffee in your right hand, and you're taking a sip of it, and you need to check the time, you tilt your hand, you would pour the coffee all on your lap. As opposed to you could ha you could have the coffee to your mouth in one hand and then reach your left arm up and be like, oh, this is the time. My coffee cup's in the <laughs> way right now, so I can't what? exactly how read the earth, time. How on earth would you, like, seriously, we literally have a coffee cup right here. So how on earth is that this in your way? Because I'm trying to get that last drop. Because it's you, good. Ah, because it's good to the last drop. It's a good cup of gel. <laughs> Is that why? Because it's good to the last drop. Yeah. So you're trying to get that last drop. Yeah. But so, so that's why you. That's the watch well, thing. I completely it would be understand. That stupid. Like, why? Like, why would you? Because oh, you're just like, oh, I, I have a, I have a, a, you know, a business meeting. Oh my god! Oh my god! Because you spilled on yourself. You know, scalding well, hot I got this because, scalding hot cup of coffee in my hand. I'm going to check remember, the this time is, this is, and dump it all over my lap. This is before ice coffee, logic. even. This is before so, logic. No, no, it's not before logic. It's before it's logic just, dictates before, not to dump hot coffee on yourself. No, it's just what happens. Sometimes you just need to know what time it is. You're you like, oh, did I miss my business meeting? Do I have to get home to the, the kids and, and the wife? You know, which, oh, is it dinner which, time? Which, by the way, it's stupid people who do that. Spill hot coffee on themselves is the reason why you got warning labels and everything. You hear about that? 
the reason why. Well, it's because somebody sued because yeah, they, they didn't <laughs> warn that it was hot. They sued a burger franchise who uses a giant letter as their symbol because... You already said the name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whatever. McDonald's. Okay. They... Like, oh, Clearly, here, they're here. never going to be a sponsor of our show. <laughs> here, yeah. Here's a hot cup of coffee. Don't spill it on yourself. It's going to be three oh, years okay. from now. Oh, you're sued because you didn't put a warning label on this because I'm too stupid to know I ordered a hot coffee. It's going to be three years from now. We're going to be like trying to you know, get sponsors for this show, and we're going to contact McDonald's and they're first gonna be like who you know but then when they they're finally gonna be like all right let's give these guys a chance with their little podcast maybe and then they're gonna like you know they're gonna have somebody who's their it's their sole job to just sit there and listen and in episode what is this seven and eight yeah. so they're gonna be like can't do it they made fun of the fact that we got sued for that hot coffee thing <laughs> they took you know who then you know who we'll call up then Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get sued. <laughs> They'll be like, "You we trashed McDonald's. <laughs> Good job, guys." We knew to put the label on after they got sued, so yep. we didn't get sued. Or even better, Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks to Wendy's, now nobody puts fingers in their chili. So, oh my, that whole story. <laughs> oh my god, I remember that story. Oh, people are dumb. Uh, okay, so anyway, what, earring. Yeah, we're talking the earring. Screw the earring. We're back. We're back to mud. Back to mud. He right. Comes, that's what I'm saying. He'll send, me Sam, he'll send me Sam comes up on the ship, and you know he's all handsy and stuff. Because if you notice, he's always touching something and whatnot. <laughs> and he's like, I liked going back to like his appearance. I liked his shirt with like the ruffles. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like it was very he, like. Like was, he's ready to fence. Yeah, exactly. That's he's what like, I was thinking. Like, like a musketeer. Like, yeah, exactly. The musketeer. Like, that's, oh, with the ruffles. All he needed was, like, a big feather coming out of that cowboy hat. That's what do they call it? A, what do they call it? A 10-gallon hat? Is that what it's called? Something, it's, some, it's some numeral with gallon attached to ten it. 10-gallon hat with an 8-gallon water head. <laughs> Something eight water. Whatever it is. 10-gallon hat with a 2-foot-long curled mustache. <laughs> And a giant globe earring in one ear. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't walk around like this. <laughs> Just like tilting from the weight of the... his, his head laying on the ground. Like Stewie Griffin. When he does that thing that you love to <laughs> imitate. Really, bro? I can't do it. Go ahead. I'm pretty sure one time he's actually dragging his head on the floor because it's too heavy. Mud? No, uh, Stewie. <laughs> but yeah, I'm surprised Mud didn't do it. He's always. He did this at one point, I'm pretty sure. Oh, he kind of has to. He, like, I got this mustache, and it twirls the mustache. You know who the mustache reminded me of? Like, every time I saw him talking, it reminded me of, um, oh, what's his name in Hook? Captain uh, Hook? Yeah, well, no, I know that. I'm talking, thinking the actor. What's his name? Uh, it wasn't De Niro. It was the other one. Dustin Hoffman. The other one. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that's the thing Yeah, the other one is Dustin Hoffman all the time. <laughs> That's who the other one is. I was watching always. I Am Sam, but Tommy Lee Jones wasn't in it. It was the other one. <laughs> but, like, that's the way, like, the way that his mustache was reminded me of Dustin Hoffman as Hook. And, like, the one time in that, like, I, I was half expecting Mud to, like, reach into his ears and get the wax and just, like, throw his mustache. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he does in a Hook. He does. I was expecting Mud to do that because, like, that's what it looked like. This is the future. People are more refined. Mud is refined? <laughs> yeah, by the way, if. <laughs> You guys have already watched this, and now you're watching this. Or even if you haven't, he's a space pimp. <laughs> he 
last in our previous last, episode. Last time I said space pump on accident, which is what his women do. Their space pumps. Yeah, on the previous episode, he's like, and so sure of himself, we're like, yeah, we're gonna talk about Bud's women, and Dave's just like, yeah, he's a space pump. <laughs> like, he was so sure that he was saying the right thing, it just came out so casually. He's like, yeah, he's a space pump. And I'm like, oh, really? Is he? <laughs> His women are the space pumps, he's a space pimp. Yeah, so these three women come on. Uh, there's not even much to say. These women come on. Then Mud's looking to sell them, but at the right, same but time, see, Mud's no, 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 going but through see, a trial. You complete, because, no, 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 see, you no, completely no. lost. How, what, now, oh, now I gotta do your job, too? Uh, well, he, <laughs> maybe I should have taken notes. <laughs> he comes on, and like, or the women come on, and they just, the guys all <laughs> fixate on them. Every, like, you know, it's like every main, like, main person, main male person was in that room except for Kirk. Yeah. And they're all just like, well, no, and Sulu wasn't there. Yeah, but it wouldn't affect him anyways. But <laughs> it does, though, because he comes in, and the, the one guy's like, did you see them? And he's like, yes, I did. He's like, oh, my. <laughs> he's like, I did. <laughs> because he's an actor playing a role, let me, let me paint the picture for you, for those of you that are listening, since we don't do videos, even though we're supposed to be doing videos. Theater of the mind. Theater of the mind. These three gorgeous women come on. And Mud sells women to people in need of companions, and these are women who want companions. So they are doing it of their own free will, so it's not like he's like roping in cattle and whatnot, like those people overseas do in those. No, but you know who was the best in terms of like the way that they were just like gawking at the women was Bones. He's an old man. He was an old man. I was just talking to somebody at work the other day. About, uh, about you know, something that's going on that we will be discussing uh, later in the episode. But uh, and he, the, the guy at work mentioned about how when the show started, DeForest Kelly was, like, in his 60s to 80s age range. And, like, he really is, like, he is an old man. It wasn't quite that bad. <laughs> he was, like, 40s. <laughs> He's like, do a medical exam, sonny. Here's my salt shaker. You're making my machines go AWOL. You want to walk back across my machine? Oh, your machine, huh? Uh, yeah, my panel over there. Those lights are blinking quite oddly. Because every every old person apparently says quite oddly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead and continue. I don't know where I'm at. I don't know because you keep skipping over parts. All right, so let's put it this way: three gorgeous women beam on the ship. Yeah, every, we got that part. Every man that's in the room got a hard on, and they don't call him Bones McCoy for nothing. Nothing. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Bones. <laughs> and then Kirk radios over the uh, speaker, and he's like, "Yeah, I have them report to my." my cabin when they're able to walk. He's like, you know what? Whether they can walk or not, have them show up. Yeah, I thought that was like the weirdest like, line. Like, like, he's just like, yeah, I don't give a shit if they're dead. Bring them to the cabin. I want to check the corpses. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and then they come in and he's like, now what's the meaning? Yeah, and then his like yeah. jaw drops. It's like that that scene in the, the Jim Carrey movie. 
the what is it the mask the mask where it's like and, uh, he, and, he, and his tongue rolls across the table like that was i mean then again that's kirk when he sees like any woman yeah but these but, three were special <laughs> and bones later on he's like do you think that they were like what's up with them he's like do you think that they were actually more beautiful than just any other woman you've ever seen or is there something special well in the in his voiceover in the, in the captain's log uh uh kirk mentions that like there's Something, something like they magnetize or whatever. What did he say? He said something magnet. magnetic attraction. Yeah, something like that. And so, I mean, it makes sense that there would be, and there kind of was. Yeah, and these, uh, we find out that these women are, well, supposedly hideous. We'll just say supposedly because as we find out later on, it's really under their control. But basically, they take. As I called it, meth in reverse. Like these women go from absolutely hideous to super attractive. So they're taking anti-meth, and which, by the way, like the whole episode. Um, and I said the same thing about the the what are little girls made of, and I've said it, and I said it about uh, where no man has gone before and Charlie X. It's like these first few episodes. It's very much recycled storylines. This really episode is. seems very similar, not exactly the same, not as close as, like, No Man and Charlie X, uh, or, you know, whatever, but it seems very much like the man trap. Yeah, except for that isn't an ugly alien being. See, that, I think, would have made much more sense, was, like, if they were, like, you know, quote-unquote, like, extremely ugly women, where yeah. it was, like, you know, they were, they were really, like, because, I mean... Let's put it this way. To make them ugly, they took the makeup off. To make them attractive, they threw the makeup back on. <laughs> yeah, like if they had if they had like switched out actresses, you know what I mean? Or like and gave her a hump or something. You yeah, know? Like, like I think that would have like driven the point home more of like they're you only think they're attractive. I actually think they got like the makeup art. I think they got lazy towards the end of the episode because that girl who like interested in Kirk, mm -hmm. like when she first turns ugly, she's like, I mean, she's like they went put in the effort to make her hideous and then at the end it's just like yeah we're gonna clean your makeup off your face and like mess your hair up a little bit yeah <laughs> like, like she still looked the same and she looked good and then it's like oh i'm gonna take this pill and now i'm i'm gorgeous but she, you know what it looked like some eyeliner and comb her hair you know what the pill looked like because he said it was like flavored gelatin or something like yeah. that oh excuse me it looked like um in the gene wilder version of the Chocolate Factory, the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, yeah. it looked kind of like the Everlasting Gobstopper. They were they were gushers. It looked like yeah, <laughs> but you know what I mean. But it did. It looked yeah. it looked like the 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 you know where it was like it looked like multiple candies like put together. Yeah, that's what it kind of looked like. I thought that I thought they gave her three. I'm like, damn, she's taking three. She's like, she's gonna OD on this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then so we end up finding out that these women are ugly and they're taking medicine to make them beautiful. And then... But then there's another twist. Yeah, there is another twist. But before we get to there, the ship's about to blow up. All their... Now, oh, yeah. now a few times they call them dilithium crystals, then they call them lithium crystals, and then they call them something else. At, like when Actually, like, while we were watching the episode, I did look that up quick, and it was, I guess, the term dilithium hadn't been... Much like the, um, the replicators and all that stuff like we've talked about before. Yeah. It existed in terms of the timeline but in terms of the production it 
the writers hadn't it, come up with the concept okay. yet. Because they call it by like three or four different names throughout yeah. that episode. That also goes with our old, uh, our old saying here at Just Trekking Along: No one will notice anyway. Except for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for the people watching it almost fifty years later who nitpick every little error. <laughs> We're just as bad as those people on the internet. Hey, wait a minute! <laughs> I'm not on the internet. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I continue. Yeah. The ship's falling apart, they overloaded it trying to save Mud and his women. So. See, now, I thought that was going to play a part of it. I thought Mud was doing something to suck power from the ship to make the women more attractive. Because the way he, like, he kept freaking out every time they were like, oh, we're, you know... Uh, we got a little bit of power, but we're losing power again. And then I thought, like, I thought once the power went out, like, the women were going to turn, like, ugly or something. That's why he was like, I need to, you know, I'll, I'll gladly help you as I'm trying to take over control as and well. We <laughs> a, basically, we ended up finding out he's pushing to keep power in the ship so they can move faster because that stuff wears off. And yeah. Like, if you notice, like, the more they took it, the easier it wore off. Like, I yeah. don't know if that was, like... The concept, or if that was just kind of how things played out, right? But uh, yeah, the ship's falling apart. They're losing their crystals and their power, and I guess they use the dilithium crystals not just for warp, but they use them. Of course, as you said, they haven't really concreted their concepts yet, but they can use the crystals as like extra power source, right? Because then once the final one busts, then they're just like, yeah, we're done to our batteries. And then they're like, yeah, we can live for like five days. And then next scene is like, we got four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? We jumped ahead real quick there, have boys. You, <laughs> have you really been there that long? But, and so they end up going to what, Rigel 12. It was a mining colony. There just happened to be only three men for the three women. And Mud like, calls them secretly, which in future episodes... Anybody who whips out a communicator, the ship's going to know about it. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. at this point in time, I guess they don't do that yet. And he calls down and he's like, yeah, this is Harry. And his name's Leo. They call him Leo. No. His name is... His name is Harry, but... It's, was it Harcourt? Yeah. Harcourt Fenton Mud. Which one kind of Harcourt? Harold Osborne. The dude from Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> he's got money. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Harry radios down and he's like, yeah, uh, we got a proposition for you. So now Dude, his voice is not that deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, guys. <laughs> you got to put a little southern twang on it. <laughs> he's like, howdy, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I got me some picking for you, you might like. <laughs> like <laughs> and then they ain't slim. <laughs> yeah. And then the two guys show up on the ship and they're like, yeah, we got some demands. Like He's like, oh, yeah, we'll help you out any way we can. But first, we got to do what we say. <laughs> yeah. And Kirk's just like, oh, okay, I'll, you know, what do you want? He's like, I want the women in the mud. And he's just like. He doesn't say the mud. <laughs> the mud. <laughs> what the, we want the women in the mud. And he's like, what's what's the mud? You know. The mud. That that dude. We call him the. The guy with the porn stash and the globe <laughs> ring. Him. Yosemite Sam. Yosemite you Sam fixated on that Yosemite Sam. Oh my god. Because he does. <laughs> and Kirk's like. He's like, these varmint. Kirk, this varmint? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Kirk's just like, 
oh, okay, you know, like, yeah, no problem. And then all of a sudden they're just like, yeah, and you'll get what we have to give you after we inspect and we're satisfied. And then Kirk's just like, get off my ship. Yeah. <laughs> get out of here. We'll die. I don't care. Get lost. And then Mud is like, oh, no, Captain. You'll pay either now or later, but you'll pay. Like He's not old. <laughs> You'll pay, whippersnapper. About the skin of my teeth. <laughs> what was that? I was, just, I was skinning teeth. Oh, <laughs> that was like the weirdest noise. Oh my god. <laughs> That's completely out of nowhere. Compose yourself. You, okay. You'll be doomed. Let's go. Do this. Um, so then, yeah, he says... Yeah. And they all go down to the surface, the men have their women, they're all mingling, and then the one who has the hots for Kirk, and she's like, yeah, I don't want to dance, so this guy's like, screw you, bitch, and she runs away because she's not wanted, and... Yeah, which is weird, because, like, that was not the case at all, because she didn't want to interact with the guys, yeah. and then the guys were fighting over the other two women, because she made it oh, clear she so didn't want to so interact. It's her fault. Because she made it clear she didn't want to interact. And, and then all of a sudden involved. she's just like, No one likes me! And then like ran out the door. And like, why? Why? Why was... First of all, why are all planets and all structures on these planets made of the same, like, rock. type of rock? <laughs> not just this, not, but it's the same type of rock. And what was with the giant, like, three foot thick rock door. How could you put that on hinges? I didn't even take notice of that. That day was like this thick! <laughs> it was huge! How'd you miss it? <laughs> oh, you know, no, I run. Yeah, I do know. Okay. I and like, there was, there was no way that you could like have put that on. Oh, it just... She's a little old lady with super strength. Just like how moms no, get cars off babies. Well, that's adrenaline. The, the adrenaline and... was kicking. Yeah, well, she was adrenalized because nobody wanted her. Which isn't true! <laughs> The one guy did, and she... Dude, he was macking hard, and she's like, no. Yeah! Like, <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you step off, homeboy? He's like, whatever, I'll take this guy's girl. Yeah, he does! He just goes up, and he's like... He's like... And he just, like, literally just, like, spins her around and starts dancing with he's her. Like, and she doesn't... She doesn't even care. And then that, that guy who got... Who got his, his, his muds woman taken away goes up to the other guy, and he's just like... Do you mind? And he's like, get out of here. And he's like, I'm cutting in. He's like, no, you're not. And then, like, he immediately goes to attack him. And no lie does he move the his upper body, not his whole body. He moves his upper body forward in the lunge-like way. <laughs> I'm going to get you. And, yeah, like, I'm preparing. And Kirk is, like, on him. Kirk and, and I think it's Spock. They, go, they both go yeah. down, right? And, like, Kirk is, like, right there. And he's just like, get off of him. <laughs> Like, how on earth was he that quick? I understand he has ninja moves when he fights. Uh, like, dude. he karate chops people and stuff. That's called actor's intuition. It, I mean, it's also probably called he knew what was going to happen because of the script. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> read scripts. <laughs> think it, was, it was just... You think it was scripted that Kirk always gets the woman? Because she, she's like... <laughs> yeah, I'd say... But he, she, he didn't. He didn't get her. She decided to stay. Yeah. I don't, we never found out what happened with the other two, though. That was weird. To be honest, they were probably on their drugs, and then they turned ugly, and I think those guys killed them. 
Just say <laughs> That's very dark. Well, well, the other guy when they he just took out, it to a really dark place. That Dave. escalated quickly. Yeah. Well, the other guy, like when she turned ugly, like he was getting ready to beat her, and like if you notice, like every time someone walks in, she's like, "I didn't hit her," like I didn't hit her. And then when she first co- when he finds her and takes her back, she's like, "I didn't." He's like, "I didn't hit you. You remember that?" No, no, no. That's not what he said. Like, I he said, "I didn't beat you." No, he didn't say I didn't hit you. He said, "I didn't lay a hand on you." I think implying like sexual assault or something like in the 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 was it the previous episode we yeah. did the anim the whatever where Kirk got you, you think they kind of threw that in there just kind of kind of soften the blow from how Spock was a inconsiderate asshole in the previous one in the previous episode I was like yeah he's got a wild side huh yeah like oh. and then now they're playing off like not all men are like that I didn't lay a hand on you and then Kirk walks in and he's like I didn't lay a hand on her man like yeah because he like he like, he had he had her like holding onto her arm. And, and he Kirk, he went out and he saved her when all the rest of them went up to the ship. Yeah. Like, they left. Kirk was out there and next scene he's on the ship and he's like, yeah, when you find her, let me know. Like, <laughs> you clearly care about her, dude. Like, come on. She, she refused to, to, okay, how can I put this? She refused to, to turn tricks, which is her job. Yeah, she's like that's, that's, the, that's the parlance of the. She, uh, she's like, I hate you, mud. Yeah. For making me do these things, and she's like. And then she like she was because she was so infatuated with Kirk to the point where she went all dramatic. Nobody likes me. I'm not taking drugs. Yeah, and then like left, and then he goes back up to the ship, and he's when you find her, call me. <laughs> well, she's beautiful again. Give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> But Kirk saves the day because of course he does. He always saves the day. He's the captain. And Speaking of um, Kirk with with women, what's her face wasn't in these ones. Rand. Rand was in. Yeoman Janice Rand. Oh, speaking of women. Okay. Ahura. That's <laughs> not her name. Uh, you, oh my you, her, you, her, you always uh, call her Ahura. Like that is not her. Ooh, Ahura. There's a you in there. But I know, but you ca- like you're saying it like as in she's a whore. No, well, that's how you always say it. you're like a whore. She's no. a uniform whore because in this episode she's wearing a yellow uniform. No explanation. She's like, I'm just gonna try this one on today because my other uniform's dirty. By the way, this is Dave's uh, constant thing: is the the uniforms and whatever. Pick something and stay with it. But. Guess who pointed out that fact while we were watching the episode? Boom! Me right here. Yeah, I noticed the uniform thing this time. I'm not saying you didn't, but I I pointed it out, David. Which in the next episode, she's back to the radio uniform, so I don't even know. I don't even know. Again, it was called No One Will Ever Notice. <laughs> I noticed! <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. Where were we at? <laughs> Saving the day. Yeah, of course. They walk in. The girl's ugly. The guy's mad about her being ugly. And then Kirk's like, oh, well, here's your here's your Altoids. <laughs> <laughs> you kept saying that, too, the whole time. You're like, Altoid? He's Altoid? Because like, <laughs> he's walking around with, a, with his hand out. Like, someone would be like, oh, you want an Altoid? Uh, your breath smells. Like, you want an Altoid? Like that kid in high school who's like, I'll be everyone's friend. I have gum and Altoids. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Or what's that dude on Recess? You ever watch Recess? Where he like opens his coat and he has like all the stuff. He's like, what, you need all passes? You need, I got this, I got that. He's like, I got lollipops. You know? <laughs> <laughs> lollipops for the kids, all pass for the men. 
what was that kid's name? I don't remember, but he was like, like he was, he was the, he was the pusher, you know. He's the street hustler. Yeah. <laughs> that was mud, cause he's a pimp, and they're pusher. See, he, it makes he, sense. He has. He was a pumper. He's he's the pimp, and he keeps them on their drugs. Yeah, he does. And then it was that was that was then, the whole metaphor of the then, show. I'm surprised he actually kept his mouth shut when Kirk's like, "Oh yeah, here, have your drugs." Like Kirk, Kirk's like, "Yeah, I know they're illegal." Like. And he's like, oh, here's your drugs. And at that point, you're like, wait, fairly, why, why are you doing that? Like, then, well, it wasn't even that. It was I was more surprised that he, that Mud, when 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 we find out that it wasn't true, that Mud was just like, you know, uh, Kirk is like, oh, it's just flavored gel gelatin, and and Mud is like, you know, yes, I'm sorry, it was. Like, why would he go along with that? Wouldn't that yeah, be, right, you yeah. know what I mean? Like that, his that's his his girl. He's been with her for a while. Even though he considers her property. Also, what I want to know is, how does this girl just automatically make herself young and beautiful again? I don't like, know. Like, does she's she, probably not. I mean, they're all, uh, except for except for the Tribbles, they're all humanoid aliens and things like that. So chances are she's probably like close enough to the human race, but she's probably an alien of some sort. What? Or in the future, they've just developed what you know, some type of, maybe some women have developed that type of power or powder. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> they just throw it on like like, like a glitter bomb, you know? <laughs> Boom! Beautiful. Glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we find, then we find out. Uh, Kirk basically says you have to have confidence in yourself, and that's which that's really the theme of the episode. That's but the moral I, of the story. But I I think it was more the uh, he was their pimp and kept them on their drugs thing. Yeah, like I said, <laughs> it was like crystal meth in reverse. <laughs> Only thing they didn't do was smoke it. Do you smoke crystal meth? Yeah. You do? I don't. <laughs> Others do. I got you on that one. <laughs> Well, I don't, but... <laughs> I don't personally. I'm more of like a smasher-up sniffer kind of guy. Oh, okay. I, I gotcha, I gotcha. Like the nose candy. Uh, <laughs> the nose candy? <laughs> okay, then. And scene. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so I think that, yeah, that was the end of of um, that one, of Mud's Women. Which, by the way... Uh, the whole mud thing, because I don't have notes, really, so we're just going to, I'm going to riff for a little bit. Riff? It's a word, and I used it properly. Isn't that, like, a guitar term, like, check out this riff? Yeah, like a guitar riff, but it's like, that's when you go off on something, you know? You sound like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> My cat playing a guitar. Oh, I would so watch that video on YouTube. I've seen it play the you, piano. I want to see it like bust out like the, the stairway to heaven <laughs> guitar the dog, solo. The guy and the dog, the guy's playing Don't Fear the Reaper, and the dog's playing the cowbell part. No! Yeah. Oh man, I watched it like 20, oh, you gotta send 20 it to times me. in like a row. You gotta great. send it to me. Uh, no, but... Uh, no, the thing that, like, Mud is always one of the most talked about characters from the original series. And this was his debut, and I was not impressed. Had I been, like, uh, you know, someone involved with the show, or even a fan back then... We'll just skip this episode. No, we'll not skip <laughs> the episode, but, like, especially when the, when you know that he comes back in season two or three. Yeah. 
Like, I would have been like, really? Like, him out of everybody to come back? I think it's because he was... he Because he's probably, like, the only repeat character, like, that they encounter. Like, Oh, um, that you're saying that the that the fandom kind of clung he, on to him yeah, as, like, like he's, he's... It's Mud! I mean, we all love Mud! Yeah, okay. But it's, it is. It's just, like, that was not an impressive episode overall. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was... Maybe it's because Whatever. we just picked it apart. Probably <laughs> oh, just tear it apart. Um, like basically, the whole moral of the story is be confident in yourself, and that that pretty much just sums up the episode. Like we we sat through an hour of episode just to be like, oh, they should have had confidence the whole time, and maybe their men would have stayed with them or something like that. Like, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, it's just like I said. Like that was not. And I know that they when they talked about rebooting the movies. There was talk that, that Mud was going to be a character in the sequel. I think he would have such a small part, though. Well, I guess in the... I don't think you could make a movie out of him. Well, in the other in the other episode, he's the villain of the of the episode, right? I mean, technically, he's a villain in this episode. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I, I had heard there was talks, especially when J.J. was still involved, like, with the reboot day-to-day... Because, you know, who Greg Grunberg is, the guy, he's in all of his stuff. Uh, he was also on that show Heroes. And he's, uh, <clears throat> Abrams puts him, because they're childhood friends, so he puts him in, like, everything he's... Like Rob he's Schneider and Adam Sandler? Yeah, exactly. Um, or Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith. <laughs> um, but uh, he was, I guess he was talked about to play Mud. Which, if you saw him, like, I think, actually, you know what, while I'm talking, let me bring up a picture of him, because I think you might agree. But, yeah, th- I guess there was talk of him to po- uh, possibly play Mud. And it was mostly just uh, internet, you know, people being like, oh, this would be, uh, you know, I would love to see this, or whatever. But uh, then, from what I understand, they were really talking about it, especially because him and JJ were friends, but like you said, I guess it kind of got to the point where it's like, how could you have him be the villain of a whole how can movie? You make a, yeah, because he's not one. He's not even that bad of a villain. Right. Like I mean, that's Greg Grunberg. Oh, you probably see him playing Mud, right? I seen him. Actually, yeah, I could. Right? Yeah. Throw on that. If yeah. you don't know who he is, Google him right now. Greg Grunberg. Uh, it's start, start typing in Greg, then G R, and it'll probably just come right up. <laughs> but don't worry about spelling. Yeah, it's yeah. Google. So, but yeah, like that's I guess he was the one talked about to, to, you know. Take I think on it would be cool to kind of like have him in there, but not like a, like a main part. Just kind of like, oh, this is another point where we're crossing the lines again. Yeah. And have him in there because they do they do do a lot with like transport ships and stuff like that. Right. So for him to be on one wouldn't be out of the ordinary. But yeah, he. There's no way that they could make a full. I mean, they could if they wanted to, but probably be dumb. But make a full length. Well, does he do the same thing in the the next one that he's in? Is he still like I don't a think space it, pimp? I don't think it's with women. I think it's something else. He's, he's kind of like a smuggler. Like he, if he see that, has, I think you could make a movie out of that, where it's like he's smuggling different things, and it's like the first, the first third of the movie is like like the first act is, like, them getting word about, like, he's smuggling things from planet to planet or whatever, moons, because, you know, they live on moons and stuff, too. And it's, like, um, you know, it's stuff that that Starfleet or the Federation or whatever doesn't really pick up on at first, 
and then all of a sudden it's maybe like people like he starts transporting women and stuff and then they're like you know oh we better check this guy out and then it turns out that like maybe he has uh he has um other people whether it's people we already know or whatever but like a network of smugglers and like they have to take down this whole ring what do you think i mean i could i could see it but like when it comes to movies, everyone wants like action, like muds. Well, oh, I think there'll be. Oh, they have a lot of action. Well, there's gonna be like muds, like yeah, I'm gonna blow up my ship with my women in it. No, no, like, no, not even where he blows up the ship, because like you don't have to redo, the, like an episode that he was no, already but in. I mean, like he's not like he's not even like that bad of a guy. Like what he does is questionable, but for like he's not combative at all. Like he's completely submissive with everything that Kirk wants while he's pushing his own agenda. He's, yeah, he's, he's more he's more of an intellectual bad guy, which yeah. I think is what you want sometimes. Because isn't that isn't that Q's whole thing with Picard? Is like he's, he's not just like playing with him. He's but like, like he's he, not a bad guy, but like I would I mean, I would venture to say that he would probably be classified as and this is no pun intended on the movie, but I would assume he would be classified as Picard's nemesis. Q, yeah. right? So, I'm not saying Mud is like the, you know, it's it's always Kirk versus Mud. It's always, I mean, I would say the Gorn is probably, you know, <laughs> the battle scene, but we'll get to that. The Gorn. Um, but no, like, I would think, even if it wasn't him, like I said, like, you know, if he has like a, a smuggling ring or something, or like, not even necessarily his people, but, uh, you know, or then have it be where like you could do a, a moral story where he's smuggling people but you find out that it's it's because they were treated badly or whatever. Like when people. What if? Okay. Here's here's here's, <laughs> here's a storyline crosser. Okay. All right. What if he came across Khan's people and he was smuggling the people? He could smuggle them. You know what else? And he could then smuggle? they took over his ship. Then you know the Enterprise encounters the ship and they're like. You know, like, what the hell is this? You know what else he could smuggle? The Tribbles, and that could bring them in. Yeah, but another guy has him. Another merchant guy. But if they're all part of, if they could all be part of the same, the same like, group. network. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He could do that, too. Yeah, we'll just throw Tribbles and superhuman people and... Yeah, like, that could be the next movie. And then, like, you have this giant scene at the end where Kirk is, and it's like, it's, what's his face, Pine, you know? And Quinto is there, and he's just like, I don't think this would be logical, Captain, because that's his line and everything is logical. And then Uhura turns him around and, like, plants one right on him because they're a couple. That's what they do. Yeah, <laughs> in the rebooted ones, at least. And then, uh, you know, he had, like, they, then instead of having, like, they could have this giant scene where it's like, you know, the Enterprise is shooting things and, and maybe, you know, a ship associated with MUDs because, like, then, like, all of his, his people, like, his, his group... Yeah. You know, his, his friends The are, Ferengis. I don't know what that is. Oh, you don't know what the Ferengis are? I know the name, I don't know. The Ferengis is basically, it's a... Isn't that a next generation thing, though? It's a next generation thing, but it doesn't mean that the Ferengis don't exist. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, and because the Ferengis, they're all about profit and trading and smuggling. There and you go! And stuff like that. Perfect. Like are that, they are they a bad? They're they're bad guys. No, right? they are bad. They're assholes, dude. They, yeah. They go, so like they could be. <gasps> they try to take over the enterprise like four times. There you go. That could be your it. way to get because like mud could be and it turn. Oh, there we go. Because it, it turns out like we're going after mud the whole time. Pine and Quinto as as Kirk and Spock. They're going after 
of mud the whole time, only to reveal in the third act. Like that's the first half. The first act is them being like, "Oh, there's this. You know, we we we've learned that there's this merchant ring or whatever, but we they're not really on our radar too it's much." A space cop drama. And then the 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 middle, the second act is where like they're finally going after mud and they find out that like he's been smuggling people yeah. and stuff maybe cons people maybe you know tribbles or whatever maybe like i said it's just people like you know they say like in in, in today's society where it's like yeah we're smuggling people from you know the middle east or from mexico or whatever but they're we're bringing them here to give them a better life yeah. which is like that's one of those kind of balanced things it's like yeah you're doing something illegal for the right purposes does that make it okay or is it still bad because it's illegal that could be like you know the internal conflict of Kirk and then he gets uh, Bones and, and Spock to do their morning radio show about it. <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then Spock Because that, like, you know... Cause it's we, immoral, therefore illogical. And then Bones is like, Blast you pointy your goblin with your green blood and your heart in your rib cage. You know? Because he points that out. Like, Sorry, not here... Was that in was that in mud or was that yeah I think it was in mud it wasn't in the other one right no it wasn't mud because uh, bones was com commenting about the women and how it's not affecting him yeah because even mud points I was like oh yeah don't waste your time on this one girl and he <laughs> says a Vulcanite yeah like I thought that was kind of oh weird. you're one of, you're one of those Vulcanites are your vul Vulcanians or yeah it's like volcano <laughs> I thought he said volcanoes at first I was like, no okay so so the first thir the first act of the movie is where they're just like they're doing whatever that they do because the first act of the movie is always just like resetting up the characters yeah. and whatever and so then um, you know figuring out what's what how is Kirk in trouble with Starfleet who's he sleeping with this time. <laughs> Another green, uh, Spock, Spock, green alien. Yeah, Spock and Uhura are fighting because they're a couple. We have to reestablish that they're a couple and their dynamic of, like, she wants him to open up and he's just like, that's illogical and, you know, whatever. So that's the first. And then they, they briefly mentioned something about this smuggling ring going on in some of the planets. Then the second act is they finally, you know, they're just like, oh, okay, we think the head of the, the thing is Harry Mudd. He would probably be the, the one that, to talk to because he's just out to make a profit. He might be willing to talk to us, whatever, not yeah. some of these more badass guys, but him. And then they talk and, you know, they find out they're smuggling people or cons, uh, 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 whatever they were. They they're don't have, like, a name, Superhumans. Right? Yeah, them, tribbles, anything. He's smuggling all this stuff. And then the third act, and this would be your huge battle scene, which you said you wanted, is when we find out that, that Mud, whatever, because, like, Mud, it's like on Law & Order, where it's just, like, one guy leads him to another guy, which leads him to another guy, which then leads them to the killer. Mud and the Ferengis are butting heads because... Their competition in the same. Oh no! See, I was gonna go with Mud is doing all this stuff and all these other people, but they don't know who they're working for. And it turns out they're working for the Ferengi. The Ferengi hate humans. Doesn't matter. Which, doesn't right. matter what their motive is. But, right, but so humans. wouldn't that be a reason to get someone like Mud to go against the uh, Federation and Starfleet? Because then, if they go head to head and no one knows that the Ferengi are behind it, they could possibly destroy by starting a war between the humans, they could just, you know what I mean? They could wipe out a whole sect of humans. So they, they're using, they're using them like puppet masters, you know? And then there's your massive battle with Starfleet led by Kirk and Spock versus the Ferengi, and you could have like a giant space battle scene. What do you think? That'd be cool, especially since they've never actually met before in any 
timeline. The original series, people on yeah. the Ferengi. Yeah. yeah. So that, See, that would be that like, just open up a whole bunch of possibilities. Yeah. Because the next generation, when they meet the Ferengi, they already know about the Ferengi. I don't know if they've ever actually seen them. No, they've never actually. I don't think they've actually seen them until you know they actually meet them. But right. they knew the Ferengis existed. They have. Well, it's before. it's been a few centuries, right? Yeah. A few hundred years, so it makes sense. So they, I mean, they, they've talked to they've talked to each other, but they haven't actually seen each other. Now that's unlike the Borg, right? They don't know that the Borg exists. Borg, nobody knows the Borg even exists. Oh, speaking of Borg, because we always mention them, except our last episode. I think we forgot to mention them. That whole <laughs> one with the uh, you know I am Captain Kirk. I think we forgot to mention the Borg throughout the entire episode, which has been a recurring theme on our show. Yeah, I know. But we always we always give a little tease because one day we're going to do this epic Borg discussion. But I think we forgot to mention them on the last episode. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So they okay. So they they know that the Ferengi exists. Continue. Yeah, they they in the next generation they know the Ferengi exists. They've contacted with each other, but then they finally see them for the first time. So at that point, you pretty much it's like established. It's understood and established that. Federations are well aware of the Ferengi and vice versa. Mm -hmm. But they don't like each other. But they don't. The Federation doesn't have a problem with the Ferengis. It's just their nature they don't like. Because the Ferengis are they are very suspicious characters, I guess for lack of a better term. like They're always looking for an angle. Okay. And they'll screw you over the first chance they get. They'll use you right up until they don't need you anymore. See? They'll, they'll, they'll use you. you. See? That's the mud thing. That's where it could that's come exactly in. That's exactly what they do. They'll use you but and then they'll screw you. That's where it could come in with the mud thing is because they're using them to anger Starfleet into, you know, starting a war which wipes out all humans, pitting them against each other. See? That could be the, the plot of work. the next movie. Copyright. Stamp. <laughs> <laughs> but see? Like, that could be... You know what I mean? Because then, you know, there's this whole thing and, and, and Kirk is there and he's you know, says some sort of line and and I don't know, because I don't really... I, I mean, I've seen them, but, like, Pine's... Damn, Kirk, Ferengi. Yeah, but see, Pine doesn't do... Like, he doesn't do an impersonation of Shatner. He, which does, is, he doesn't do it, which is good. Uh, yeah, I yeah, like that, like, because that would... Oh, that would be so annoying. No, like, it, he just... It's not the same, him being Kirk. Like, it... I think Quinto does a very good job of being Spock. Everyone says that, and I agree. Like, he's just, like, everything about him is, like, good Spock. Yeah. But then it's, like, Kirk, he's just... I don't know, like, to me, he seems like a bitch. <laughs> because, but I think, I think it's mainly because... No, I, it's not the fact that you said it, it's just the nonchalant. You're like, to me, he kind of seems like a bitch. <laughs> like, that was the, Like, you're just so, like, there's no, there's no about it. There, right? But there's no build-up to, of Kirk being a badass, like Chris Pine's rendition of him. Like, there's no build-up... Of Kirk being a badass. Ah, uh, see, I disagree. And the then, moment that then, I think he became badass was in the first one, the 2009 film, when all this stuff is going down, because Spock is in charge of the Enterprise yeah. at that point, all this stuff is going down, and he Spock doesn't know what to do, and like you know, parts of the ship are like falling apart or whatever, and then all of a sudden, Kirk just goes, because he had snuck onto the ship and whatever, and he just goes, and he just, like, plants himself down, and he puts his arms on, like, he puts his hands on the armrest, and he's just like, I'm gonna take charge now. Like, that, to me, was the moment where it's just like, that's badass, that's dude. That's badass, but I'm, I mean, badass in terms of, like, fighting. Like, every time you hear Kirk, you think of, he can't lose. 
Yeah. Like, he, he wins every physical confrontation. But it just seems like in these first, these new movies, he's getting his ass beat all the time. Like, he gets beat up by the Rymans, and even though he does kick a bunch of their asses, it just seems like he's getting beat up a lot. Yeah. Like, I know I know that's, like, the fight scene is supposed to be climactic, and they're supposed to fight back and forth and ultimately get the edge, but it just seems like he's always getting beat up. Yeah, but see, I don't know, like, I think it makes him more human. Human. You know? <laughs> but, I don't know, like, see, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily mind that because I don't like, especially because he's human. He is human, I so I don't want it's, him... It's, it's the new the new stuff. Right. Which means, like, I want like I want different things. Like, I don't want it to be exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, it's not a carbon so, copy. I mean, he still I mean, he still whoops ass, but he's... Well, in the bar, when he takes on, like, six, six yeah. big-ass dudes at once. Like, that's badass, too. Like, it's I don't like, know why you could be like, oh, he hasn't had his badass moment yet. Like, like that's two that, moments. That was, like, the badass moment, and then it's just... Like fighting wise, that was his badass moment, and then it's just like it I said. For me, again. not. I mean, you you're going more the fighting. I'm more. I'm going more like as a whole. Yeah, he's badass. And yeah, he starts out when he's a little kid, and he steals that Corvette and drives it off a cliff. Uh, speaking of that Corvette, the voice of his father or stepfather or whatever, Greg Grunberg, because they couldn't get him. Because like I said, Abrams puts him in everything. They couldn't get him to film an actual scene. I thought, I thought he sounded familiar. But yeah, they couldn't get him to film an actual scene, so they had recorded somebody else's voice, and then they were just like, we can get him for the voiceover, and he's, do it! Make it so! As uh, another captain might say. <laughs> right? That's Picard, right? <laughs> yes, and so is Engage. Well, oh, I have a funny picture to show you. Well, I'll show you after the show. <laughs> what epic of a of an audio show would this be if I'm just like, look at this picture, and there's like just silence as <laughs> everyone's just like, what are they doing? We can't see anything. <laughs> and I think, you 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 don't even know. Um, but yeah, like that's my idea for uh, uh, an epic thing. That's how you could. I think that's how you can incorporate. <laughs> Uh, I just showed Dave the picture. That's what the laugh was. Um, but I think you can incorporate Mud into the thing. Because like I said, then he's he's a bad guy, but he's not the, the bad, bad guy. Because he's, he's, he's the guy, he's like in Law and Order. He's an antagonist, but he's not the antagonist. Right. He's like on Law and Order. He's, he's the guy who leads you to the other guy who leads you to the killer. You know? So, that's how... That's how you could get Mud in... To the reboots, Roberto Orsi, because I know you're listening to these the shows. Mud. That was really bad. Yeah. That was worse than me having to ask about the Picard thing. That wasn't even that bad. <laughs> you're a Star Trek fan. You're supposed to know. I did know. I was getting. I was reconfirming. I was. I was making sure I wasn't wrong. Yeah. I was like eighty. Three percent sure. Funnier if you were wrong. Because <laughs> I was. I said it with such confidence. <laughs> I was like, as another captain might say, is it Picard? <laughs> Janeway, right? <laughs> no, not even close. That was a, that was a bacula line, wasn't it? <laughs> um, okay, so I think that's all we have it's for... All mud. Yeah. Oh, man. And then the next episode, since we're going straight through, is... Uh, yeah, he is. 
uh, what was it called? What are little girls what made of? What are little of? girls made of? Sugar and spice, spice and, and everything and nice, and then they, the, uh, the guy accidentally pours Which? the thing in. No, do you remember what's what's the Powerpuff Girls? Where he's just like sugar, spice, and everything nice. And then chemical. Yeah, yeah. Because like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like the, the mysterious thing which made them into the Powerpuff Girls. Which do you ever do you see that thing going around online? Like quick detour. Um, do you see that thing going around online? Which like I never realized from the show, where they say something about. Uh, uh, it's like one of the one of the Powerpuff Girls is talking with another little girl, and there she's just like, you know, nice to meet you, whatever. They're you know their father. It's, it's nice to meet your father, and he's just like, no, no, I'm not their father. And one of the girls is like, yeah, he created us in a lab and whatever. And the little girl says something along the lines of, that's okay, my father isn't really mine too, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, like there's so much stuff on those kids shows where I'm like, you got this, Rocco's Modern Life, perfect example. But I'm just like, you got this on a kids show, <laughs> like that's a really, really weird really reference. Up on that. Yeah, you have to go back and watch it. Yeah. So okay, what are little girls made of? Dave, Wait, take us through the recap. There's a weird title, sort of. But all right, so we come onto the bridge of the ship and Kirk is on his way to this science colony. Well, not really even a colony, it's just the one doctor. Well, that's because they're, be. they're because um, Nurse Chapel, yeah. played by, what's her face? Majel Bear. Yeah. I think that's her name. Yeah. Um, Gene Roddenberry's, at that point, future wife, because I think he was still married to someone else or whatever. They were having an affair. He was having an affair with Nichelle Nichols as well. Um, and, uh, well, of course, he was like a big Hollywood guy. He's like, sure, I could put you on TV. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, she's like standing there all worried because I guess, which I thought that was really odd for like, unless it was a mission, because it didn't seem like it, but for Kirk to be like, you know, yeah, we're out here in space. Like we're, we have a five-year mission. Like we're not just out here doing random stuff. Like we have a mission. And then all of a sudden he's just like, you know, Chapel, do you really think he'll be alive? Like, as if he was doing her a personal favor, which I think is weird. Yeah, I, I didn't even pick up on that. Like, I thought they were just kind of like, oh, well, we'll make this stop to see what he's up to, because he's supposed to be this renowned scientist, creator guy. Well, I think that was the, the secondary thing for him, was like, he was a fan of the guy. Yeah. So... That's probably, that was probably his motive to even do it to begin with, like... Yeah. yeah, I'll help you out because I get to do something awesome. Yeah, but it just seems weird where, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, let's take a detour so I can meet my hero. You know? <laughs> like, that's that's pretty much what it was. He's like, sure, I'll do you this favor just yeah, because I get to meet my ship, hero. So no one's going to question a damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go, I'm sorry, continue. Yeah. Uh, All right, so they're going to the science, <laughs> the science outpost with this doctor who is Nurse Chapel's fiance i guess they mentioned at one point yeah like five like, years ago yeah five five years ago because that's and, what he mentions he's like do you really think that he'll still be alive so, so they end up showing up on this planet and he's like yeah just uh you and the captain that's all he wants them to send down that's all he really wants to allow them to send down so they go down to meet guy's not there so kirk's like yeah send down some security guys 
Red shirts. Red shirts. Which, which that's what I said to you. I even looked at you and I said, now we know that they're called like sec- the security team or whatever. Yeah. Like I think that was the first time they ever mentioned it because they haven't really, uh, except for their badges and whatever, they haven't really kind of talked about what each color yeah. means. Which I guess is a good thing because in the previous episode, um, Uhura had... A different color shirt. Yellow, and now she's red in this episode. Which made you happy again. Yeah, made me happy again because I got back to normal things. <laughs> don't, don't scare me like that. <laughs> <laughs> but they get down there, and they come across his uh, the doctor's assistant, and next thing you know, both security guys are dead. Which he called the one Redmond, and I thought he's like. I think he said Raymond. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like Redmond, stay here. I'm like, you don't like, you don't even call them like officers or anything. He's just like, yo, Redman. Like, no, he's I think a red he said, shirt. I think and then we said, find out that's the guy's name. Yeah, I think he said Raymond, not <laughs> Redmond. Whatever. <laughs> it sounds like Redman. I'm like. Well, no, see, I mean, red. That's pretty degrading. No, see, well, yes, it would be, but see, Redman, I think of like the rapper. Associated with the Wu Tang Clan, you know, Method and Red, you know, that's what I think when you're just like Red Man, you know. <laughs> he's like, he's like Wu Tang up in the Star Fleet. Like, Redman, you stay here. And whatever the other guy's name was, you come with Matthews. Me. It was Matthews. Matthews. It's like Matthews, you come with me. I'm like, oh, Redman's his name. <laughs> but you're talking to both of them like that's such a, that's such a dick move. Wait, well, what would you do if we called you Captain Yellow Shirt? Like. <laughs> Hey, yellow. <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, red. <laughs> what are they, M&M's? <laughs> That's what they call each other in the commercials. They're just like, yeah, re- yellow and red, and then green comes up all sexy. <laughs> and the orange one is like, do, a, do an x-ray on me. Because <laughs> he's filled with pretzels. <laughs> That's, a, That's a color they don't have in Starfleet, is orange, do they? Or green. They don't use green. Well, Kirk has the green the green tunic thing. Yeah. They don't use green like normal things? Really? Nope. Huh. It's blue, red, and yellow. Your primary colors. Okay. Because they're the primary people. Or is it because of the prime directive? Uh, Which Kirk does not respect at all. Yeah! <laughs> he's, like, he's like, prime directive? Well, it's more of a suggestion. <laughs> More like, more like guidelines. As the as the pirate dude in the, the Disney movie would say, you know what I'm talking about? What's his face? Oh, what's about the the guy in the pirate movie from Disney? <laughs> Not Jack Sparrow, but the other guy, um, who like he took over a ship. He's oh my god, I think that's Hook. No! In the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I think Captain Hook is his name. No, I, it's not. It no, it's not. Prove me wrong. All right, I will. (laughs) I go to pick up my phone. Don't prove me wrong. Don't prove me wrong. Because he knows that I could. But he did. You know the guy I'm talking about, where he's just like, what do they call that? Uh, Parlay and all that? They they call it like a... Parlay Francais. I don't know. No, no, no. Did you never see the Pirates of the Caribbean movies? I never paid attention. Oh, my God. What's the point of watching a movie if you're not going to pay attention? It's the same movie with three different titles. No, it's not. The second two are, but the first one is very different. See, you know... The first one is very different, because they didn't like rush the rush it or you know film it back to back or. 
kind of set up too much. <sighs> what do they call that thing, though? Anyway, but anyway, that's what it, that's what he considers the prime directive. Anyway, right. go back to your <laughs> your thing. Androids. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's why I, remember I said that that's I think that's what her name was. Yeah, we uh, th there ends up being this sex bot um, named Andrea, which Paul said was Andrea because she's an android. And then there's I think it just makes sense. And then Lurch comes. Yeah, you see Lurch like creep out in the background. The dude from the the Adam's, Adam's family. family. He throws the dude down the hole, and then he kind of like. Creeps out the back door. See, that was not my first thought of him. My first reaction was, oh my god, dude looks like a villain from Scooby-Doo. Because <laughs> he definitely did. He had, like, and, like, when you saw him from, like, in profile, at the very, like, right before he gets killed. Zapped. Yeah, like, he, like, that paint job, the face paint on him was, like, so obvious. Like, it wasn't, I think it was supposed to look like shadow or something, yeah. but, like, it was so not three-dimensional. I thought it was meant to make his head look more square. Which worked. It worked. At a distance, and then you got up in his face, yeah. and you're just like, no. But, yeah. Oh, but it was just like, dude, look like a, and I, of course, I said something to Dave at one point about he's huge, and he's just like, it's all pillows. <laughs> <laughs> Which it is. You watch it, dude. He's got nothing but pillows stuffed in his shirt because he's a lanky dude. I know, but it did look like somebody from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he's running down the hall. He's so graceful. Like, yeah, he like shuffles himself. Yeah, like he's, he's like he's dancing through the hallway. He's dancing like in a, a like a jazz number in you know like a '40s musical where he's like da 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 da. You know. And Kirk's all like, "Oh God, I'm falling up these stairs trying to get out of here." And he's and the guy's like dancing through the hallways. Yeah, do a little shuffle, <laughs> working them hips, <laughs> <laughs> which were not pillowed. <laughs> were not pillowed. Only the upper body. Okay, I'm sorry. Because he has an image issue. <laughs> Don't we all? Where was I? Yeah, he pushes the dude <laughs> down the hole and just disappears. He's like, wasn't me. And just kind of slides out the background. And at this point, nobody even Which knows he exists. Which is definitely like something a character from Scooby-Doo would do, where it's like they tiptoe backwards. <laughs> yeah, I'm not here. And then the music is like, didn't, 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 didn't. You know? <laughs> And they're like, oh. That's our theme for this week. This they, episode. Dun, 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 dun. And then Kirk's like, well, you got a way down there? You got a way down there? The guy's like, no, I assure you, he's dead. <laughs> like, let's let's move on. He's dead. Let's go. And then, it turns out he wasn't, right? Well, I mean, he was. No, no he's dead. No, well, no, that's what he says. He's like, it's bottomless. Yeah, it's bottomless. <laughs> There's no chance of recovering him. He's dead. I assure you, he's dead. Come on, let's go. Let's go see the doctor. Like, like no big deal. This guy just got thrown down a hole. Yeah. Well, no, they think he fell. Or how about... We're trying to convince Kirk that he fell. How about, how about Chapel when she comes in and she's like, Oh my god, I almost fell. But you clearly see her <laughs> kick the rock. Oh, you were hilarious. We're watching it. Because in case you don't know, when we do these, we tend to watch the episodes and then immediately start to record so that it's fresh in our minds. And no word of lie, we're sitting there and Dave just goes, She so obviously kicked that rock! Like, <laughs> out of nowhere, it was complete silence, like, we're into the episode or whatever, and he's just like, she so obviously kicked that rock! <laughs> Such bad acting, that's why they keep her as the voice of the computer, because you don't have to see her kick rocks and be like, oh god, I almost fell down this giant pit. <laughs> you know, she kicked the rock, and then you see her step back. Yeah. Like, like, nobody even grabbed her, like, Kirk's just like, you know, like, what are you doing? 
Why are you, why are you moving into me? <laughs> Alright, continue. We meet the doctor and find out that he makes android machines, which... What was his name? Lurch. Corby? Corby, yeah. Yeah, okay. Corby. Dr. Corby. Find out Lurch is an android. You find out his assistant's an android because they zapped Andrea. Him. Oh, no, no. That I thought you were talking... Yeah, I didn't realize you were talking to the other dude. Yeah. The guy who... That, that got you angry, too. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Because I know you want to tell it. Because they walk in, and the, the the Corby's assistant guy... Yeah! There, oh, my God! And, he, and Chapel just goes... Because, like, she goes to run up to him because she's like, Oh, that's that, that's so-and-so, Corby's assistant. And Kirk, like, grabs her, which I think is the right thing to do because, yeah, like, you it's don't a, know. Yeah, you don't know, like, if it's real or a hologram or an android, as it turned out to be. And she's just like, Oh, that's such-and-such. Such. That's Corby's assistant. And then later on... <laughs> The dude. Not even five minutes later. Yeah, I'm so and so, Corby's assistant. And I'm just like, really, dude? Really? Like, like, and it, and she's so loud. Chapel, like when she talks, she like yells everything. Like she, <laughs> I think she might have been like a stage actress. So like, I feel she needs. Maybe she needs to feel like she needs to project. Yeah. You know, this is what I'm going to say so that the people in the the nosebleeds can hear. Matthew's in the bottom of the pit can hear me talk. <laughs> That's Corby's assistant. And then he's just like, hello, I'm such and such, Corby's assistant. If I was Kirk, I would have been like, duh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Both of them just like, oh, well, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> this is brand new information. We didn't establish this at all two seconds ago after my guy got thrown down a hole. <laughs> No, 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 he hadn't been thrown. Was he thrown down? No, that's... That was, yeah, that was right as he... Because it was like... they Because they, they had moved away He's just like Matthews. And that's where oh, Matthews... That's, that's when Scooby-Doo dude comes out. <laughs> and he's just like... Zoinks! Pushes him down. <laughs> yeah, he's just like... Oh, that's Corby's assistant. Wait, what, what happened to Matthews? And then he's just like, Hello, I'm Corby's assistant. <laughs> like, that was the break where they're just like, suddenly... He's like, that's Corby's assistant. What happened to Matthews? Hi, I'm Corby's assistant. Like, that's how it went. I'm Corby's assistant. I assure you he's dead. Let's move on. Yeah. And he's just like, that's bottomless. Like, <laughs> don't get him back. I'm Corby's assistant. That there is bottomless. <laughs> I am... I have very important information. Why would he become John Wayne? I have very important information, Pilgrim. Suddenly, <laughs> <laughs> so John Wayne shows up in Star Trek as Corby's assistant. He's a space cowboy. That was Mud. <laughs> no, he's a space pimp. Dude, he was—he tried to be a cowboy. He really did. <laughs> Yeah, with like, an earring. <laughs> yeah, like bullfighting pants on with those fancy flower... Uh, no, to be fair, he was a pimp slash cowboy slash musketeer. Because <laughs> he had that ruffly shirt. <laughs> you know, that might be why he has so many names. Because he has so many different interests. Yeah. <laughs> he, doesn't want, he, doesn't want, he doesn't want the musketeers to know about the cowboys, so he changes his name. It's like when, you, when, you, you know, when, you're, when you're first starting out online and you're just like, who am I in this chat room? Because that's, that's a very dated reference, chat room. I'm, I'm a catfish. Please tell me you know what a catfish Yes, I know what a catfish is. <laughs> I know what catfishing was before catfishing was a thing. I know people who got trapped by Catfished. it. Yeah, I know people who got catfished before catfishing was a thing. They zap you, dude. You ever try to catch one by the gills and then pull the hook out and you touch a little tuckle, dude? They zap you. Catfish zap you? 
don't know if they zap you or what. I've, got, I've never actually... <laughs> don't done. say it with such confidence! Well, You're just what, like, they zap you. That's what I don't know if they really zap you. <laughs> but I don't, because I've never been zapped by one, but other people I've seen try to pull the hooks out. They touch the tentacle. Like, that was the complete the opposite of Corby's assistant. Like, like, <laughs> no, because he got zapped. He got phased, and then not what I was talking about. But very good way to bring it back around. <laughs> yeah, got that hole in his stomach. Like, oh shit, man, that's not the normal insides of a person. And then that's not the normal insides of a person. Because that's how everyone talks. Not just oh my god, but just like Kirk's there. <laughs> if it had been Spock, Spock would have said that. Spock would have been like. That's those a peculiar are, human. <laughs> those are not the insides of a person, Captain. <laughs> and then I was just like, yeah, he's See, an android. And, then, and then of course, because it's standard Spock line, that seems illogical. <laughs> <laughs> seems illogical to have parts working in that fashion. Which I wonder how many times, if we can find out how many times he actually used the phrase illogical. Because like that's one of the things that's like attributed to him. I'm not like, it. Well, no. That's like, <laughs> how many looks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Three. Pop? The world Three. will never know. Three. You ever see that owl? Three. One, two, three. No, no, no. If you're going to do it, you got to do it. <laughs> three. No, no, no. A one, a two. <laughs> <He's just> like, <laughs> three. <laughs> and he's just like, tis three. It's like he rolls his arms like he's trying to be all fancy Oxford and shit. <laughs> it, he takes, has, it takes three bites to get to the center of the dungeon. Because he has that thing on his like, the graduation cap. Dude, that was like ten years ago. I don't remember the commercial. I just remember Dude, that commercial, is, that commercial is older than us. That's way more than they ten just years brought ago. It back around. Just like yeah. the damn childhood toys. They're bringing them back around like, look oh, this, that's not what I thought you were going to Look at this new toy. It's like, that was out twenty years ago. I still remember that. Well, it's like moon boots every few years. Comes <laughs> yeah. Back, comes back. yeah, these are new boots. <laughs> they have new rubber uh, bands, different colors. You know what I saw a kid wearing in my, in, in, at my work today? I work in a, a, a retail chain. I'm not going to name any names, but uh, I saw a, a little girl wearing Heelys. They still make that? I saw that was my thought. I'm like, they still make these Dude, things? It was because of our generation. They banned them from school. Yeah. Then again... When we were in school, they also banned cell phones, and apparently every kid is allowed to use their cell phones openly now. Because you can't... That's From what I'm told, I was told by a parent who has a, a, a kid in high school, they can't take them away because what if there's an emergency? Which was our logic as well. Like, oh, what if my mom needs to call me? She can call the school! She can call the office. What if the office is all shot up and shit, and <laughs> she's trying to Which get... at our school would not have been out of the realm of possibility. We would have just been like... <laughs> Looks like I gotta go to the classroom over and call my mom. <laughs> like, like, yeah, what if the office was taking heavy fire and your mom's trying to call you and be like, oh, your aunt died and you won't find out. <laughs> that, that, you, know, you know what my first instinct would be? I'm having the worst day. My classroom's <laughs> getting shot up and my aunt died. And I don't even have my cell phone because the principal took it off of me. This is, is the worst. It's now in the office. Which is also getting shot I up. can't get in there to get my phone. I am just having the worst day. Yeah, but you don't even find out your aunt's dead until you get home from school. Like, Mom, you That just continues you know, the day. You just be like, Mom, you will not believe the day I had, okay? And then you go through your day, and then she's like, Oh, that sucks, your aunt's dead. It's like, what? And then there's that old that, that old internet joke with the you know texting where it's just like, Your aunt's dead, LOL. And it's like, Mom, why would you say LOL? Because I thought it meant lots of love. Or, you know, like something like that. <laughs> No, I thought it meant lots of love. Your your grandma died. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see like those texting fails or something like uh, this girl 
text her boyfriend. She's like, I can't re- wait to see your, and then it's the A equal signs and the D, right? <laughs> and then she's like, what's that? It's like, it's a smile. She's like, oh, that's so cute. You can't wait to see her smile. Like, see his smile. She's like, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you do like, multiple equal signs, and it's like, because he has, like, a long face. <laughs> You know, you know, you know like, what it I'm is. Like, I'm like, there's no way someone is that stupid. And I actually saw one like right after that, and <laughs> which made the, sure that he knew people could be more stupid. Actually, no, this guy was smart. This girl texted it to her dad on accident, and her dad's like, "Oh, what's that?" She's like, "Oh, it's a smile." He's like, "Oh, okay." He's like, "She's like." He's like, oh, sorry. He lost the story. Oh my she, god, he lost it. She, she, she messages her bro- her dad, and her dad's like, oh, I know what that is. And she's like, what is it? He's like, it's a smile. She's like, very good, dad. He's like, just kidding. Get home. You're grounded. Just <laughs> like, ooh. Those are not my favorite parent texts, though. For going on that little tangent for a minute, I just my, one of my favorites was, uh, you know, uh, dad, come home, or you know. Dad, come in my room. There was a spider outside the door. And then, like, the reply is, Your dad's dead. I rule the house now. <laughs> Signed the spider. <laughs> oh my god. Which I could so see you doing that when your kid grows up. Oh my god, dad. Dad's dead. The spider rules now. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, there's a. This isn't even like a text. This is just a picture, but it shows a spider in the toilet. And how people are definitely afraid of spiders. It's like, oh, imagine you go waking up in the morning, you go in the bathroom, and you find this, and then it shows someone with a shock and pointing at the spider, like, I got this shit. Like, <laughs> you gotta blow apart your toilet for a little spider. Well, why wouldn't you just get like a? Well, then again, because guys can't aim. I was gonna say, why wouldn't you just get a guy to like try to pee on it? Because <laughs> you know they do that in certain like in urinals and stuff at like airports. They'll them put games. Them. Well, I have seen that. They put them in at the Iron Pigs. Did they? Yeah. Oh, no, I've seen ones where it's like they'll draw a little, um, like a little spider, or, or like a fly or something, because then guys will try to aim at the fly to kill it. That's ridiculous. Oh, but putting games in the urinal, like, I can pee faster and watch my meter go up. <laughs> I got more urine in this gland. <laughs> I'll beat you guys. <laughs> It's like, why are you standing so close to me? Don't you know about the splash zone? You always leave one empty one in between. The weirdest part is in high school is when the principal came in, and he'd stand right next to you, and he'd be like, so how's your day, son? I'm like, what? That never happened to that me. That happened to me. I never used the bathrooms at school. Oh, well, then you didn't have to worry about it, but I went in. I'm by myself. Without, without naming names, uh, which principal? The old one, when you were there. N? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I... He, well, no, because he always went in the G, bathroom. G was there my senior yeah. year, and always went in to make sure nothing was going on. Like that was like kind of his. Was like, yeah, I gotta take a piss, but I'll see what's going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I'm going. That with. was the logic. That was logic. That, that was the logic. Because see, this is it. how. Because we go off on this giant tangent, but we somehow have to bring it all back to Trek. So you work on that as you're telling the story. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just going to the bathroom, right? And he just kind of walks in. Picked the one right next to me. Which is... That is and, incredibly and, rude. And I you just kinda, do not do that. Like, I just kind of moved my head over to be like, oh, who is it? And then he looks at me, he's like... Like, nods his head on not my head. He's like, so how's your day? I'm like, it's been better. 
<laughs> See, like, if it was G, it wouldn't be so bad because like he was kind of cool. And I think he wasn't he your teacher. Or he was somebody. He else? wasn't my teacher, but he was he was one of the shop teachers. But I knew who he well, was. Well, yeah, I mean everybody knew who he was. But, but chances I, are, you you guys <laughs> because you did computer stuff. Chances are, like, you went into yeah. It's been better. <laughs> I gotta wash my hands real quick and walk out. I'm like, did that just happen? Kind <laughs> of believe it. Yeah, you don't go and stand, unless there's, like, no other things, you do not stand at the urinal directly next to another guy. You gotta leave the splash zone. If at all possible, literally use the one on the exact opposite end of the room. And work your way in. Yeah, but leaving it... To be honest, when people do that, and they're like, every other one, and then you're just like, oh, shit, where'd I go? I just squeeze in somewhere. Like, I don't even care. Well, if, the, if that's the case, but like, I mean, if there's... You guys drew the short straw today. <laughs> if there's space... Is that a... Uh, uh, no. endowed no. joke or <laughs> but uh, it sounded like it um, but if the yeah if there's no other space you either do that or you find another restroom but if there's another obvious... restroom <laughs> the school had two one was always locked there was there was two I thought there was three two public ones I thought there was three locker room if you want to count that as three okay wait right in the main hall right in the main hall Back by the lunchroom, and the one in the locker room. Wait, where back? Lunchroom. It's loaded right across the hall from the lunchroom, right next to the gym, right next to the gym. Oh room. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's three, and two are always locked at pretty much all times. Like the locker room was locked during class. Yeah. For whatever reason, it's like. Oh, it's because nobody could go in there and steal your stuff. You should be like, oh, I gotta shit my pants, but you know what? It's locked. Yeah, they always had you go outside to go. Like, yeah, I gotta go to the bathroom. It's right there. Can't go, it was like the that's door's because, locked. That's because go they didn't the want hallway. anybody stealing stuff out of lock. Out of, that's out of, why they gave you locks. Yeah, but not everybody used them. I didn't. I didn't care. I'm gonna take my shit. I did, but my point was like, if you didn't, that's your own fault. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I didn't give a shit. Take I don't know. Stuff. Yeah. Ugh. But see, now there was always a uh, there was always the rumor. And of course, you knew it wasn't true, but there was always the rumor that there was the the hole. The uh, some might call it a peephole, some others might call it a glory hole. Because the office was right there. Yeah, <laughs> but that uh, male M had a hole peeking into the girls' locker room, which could not possibly have been true. No, it could not have been passed down from year to year amongst all of the students and no one have like investigated yeah, and like right. brought him up on charges or something if it was true like you know and like that's one of those things that like even in high school like you're supposed to be somewhat intelligent and know better like a, an elementary school kid or a middle school kid would be like tee hee hee like oh my god I can you know get to see naked ladies but like in high school you're supposed to be like that can't possibly be true but like a lot of people believed it I'm not gonna lie in our you, school why would you even want to peek <laughs> um, here's my here, here's my answer to that. You met your lady at our school, so you you know. Yeah, but still, <laughs> she was the exception to the rule. Yeah, uh -huh. <laughs> should have seen the look on his face when I just did that. He's like, oh crap. <laughs> Good thing she doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> Good thing she don't give a shit. <laughs> Good thing she doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she'll never find out. Which is really sad that your own lady doesn't listen to the show that yeah, you she, do. She doesn't care about me. Well, look, you, you gave her a baby now. So. Yeah, I gave her a baby, so who gives a shit? You got what you wanted. Uh, anyway. Speaking of babies, 
So this Andrea girl. Speaking of babies, these robots can't have them. They don't feel the need to reproduce, thus bringing it all back to Star Trek because I'm I'm not gonna lie, I might cut that whole chunk out. We could probably make a show out of just that. <laughs> like a separate pot, first episode of the other one. <laughs> Urinals. That's the topic of the day. Urinals and glory holes. <laughs> That's the topic of the day. Alright, go ahead, I'm sorry. But Andrea. Where was I? Oh, yeah. So Andrea walks in and Chapel's all like, Oh, who the F is this bitch? And then he's like, It's, it's just a robot. That's all. She, she's yeah, like, he jumped she's designed, on that defense she, real she, quick. She's designed to take orders. And she's like, have you given her any? You know? <laughs> that was, oh my god, that was like the best line. I can't believe they got that line in there. Where she's just like, and have you given her any? We looked at each other. We were like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Winkity wink wink. But like he did, he jumped on that defense real quick. He's just like, is she, that is Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's science. Yeah, it's science. science. Science only. It's not like... like but then, science. But then again... Um, it was science on Big Bang Theory when uh, what's his face Wallowitz got the hand yeah. stuck. <laughs> yeah. That was that was for science. It's all just for saying. Science. But she she walks in and then they're having this. She's like, oh, well, who's this? Because she thought it was some girl that he met, and it turns out she's a robot. And then you find out she's an android, and Lurch is an android, and then they have this whole android party. And the guy, uh, Dr. Corby's, uh, basically, he's like, yeah, I wanted, I called you down here because I wanted to show you a creation I've been working on, and Lurch over here, he's designed to uh, be security in case anybody tries to sneak in or something, he takes care of it. So he basically hooks Kirk up to this giant, I don't even know what you would call it, one of those little wheel thingies they spin, they just spin kids on. Oh yeah, at a park. At a park, um, you you know you you, have, you grab on the bars. You have somebody run around real fast until you. Yeah, like on teen off. dramas and stuff. Like they're always. You, you know what it is on like a teen drama or even just like like recess or something where you know it was like little kids. They literally always lay on it and look up at the sky and like slowly spin and like ponder life. They have their that seventies circle. Yeah, <laughs> like that's what circle. it is. But now um, I thought it was it was weird. And from what I read very briefly while we were watching the episode, I guess in the original draft, there was a lot more references to um, H.P. Lovecraft, the science fiction writer. No idea what I'm talking about. Very famous science fiction writer. Uh, anyway, Stanley Kubrick, I think, did like an adaptation or something of one or two works. Um, but... Uh, I guess there was a lot more references to like that to to Lovecraft's stuff, which is where the term "the old ones" comes in. Okay. Because what's his face, Scooby Doo dude, kept <laughs> mentioning like the old ones. The this old is ones. the way of the old ones. Which like for a robot to be uh, ritualistic like that, I thought was a little weird. This is programming, dude. Yeah, I guess. How would you make a robot that big? For security purposes, as you just said. Yeah, but like a normal sized. Android can kick ass. I don't know, can it? Can Data, like... Data's a beast. <laughs> <laughs> You're just saying, Data's a beast? Like, the only person, like, you don't even know! The only person that could take on Data would be Worf. I've never seen a Vulcan go at it, but I think Vulcans and Klingons are pretty similar in terms of physical capabilities. See, now, I know in... in 
I think it was probably the unification episode where Spock is there on Next Generation. I guess the two of them, uh, Data and Spock, sort of have like a conversation yeah. where they talk about like you know the weirdness of humans or whatever. Speaking is that right? Is that that's well, I, I would I would I was thinking I would love to see them in like a battle scene. You mentioning that reminded me of when uh, Doctor McCoy in the first I believe it's the first episode. Dr. McCoy comes onto the Enterprise and he's walking with Android with uh, Android. He's walking with Data and he's talking to Data and he looks up at him and he's like, That's funny, I don't see any points on them ears, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. And Data's just like, What? Because <laughs> you know, he doesn't under like he's he doesn't understand he's like sh the Sheldon Cooper of Star Trek. Like, he doesn't understand sarcasm and emotions. Which like, it's weird because learning. like in the future, much like you just said, I'll use your logic here. If a regular android like Beast Data would Beast be Bone. able to, uh, uh, you know, fight, you don't have to necessarily build him big or stuff him with pillows, as is the case with as is the case with Wouldn't you be able to program an android in the future, remembering its future technology? Wouldn't you be able to program him to like? Uh, understand sarcasm and even be able to reciprocate but he he learns it like as he goes he's a self like self educating correcting android like as he learns more stuff he incorporates it more into what he's doing but so what i'm saying is wouldn't they have, shouldn't they have programmed him with that stuff already he you find out like why, bender well you find out why he is like he is later oh, on okay. in the series so okay. So you'll, you'd find out why. Because, um, like, chances are... I mean, obviously, he's not, like, first-generation robot. He... Obviously, he's not He thinks he is, but he's... Like, this This is another, like, kind of discrepancy between the two. Like, here we find out there's these androids, and they're super sophisticated. Mm -hmm. um, and we know that everyone knows about them because they're in the captain's log. Yeah. And but because I would assume there's isn't there like one or two episodes where like something happens and Kirk doesn't talk about it in the captain's log, although in this episode all the androids get zapped and disappear. So even if you mentioned them, you can't. It's not like there's another android to reference off of. Although but the technology was still there on the planet. Yeah. Was it right? Rigel twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Which I I don't know. Rigel, isn't that the planet of, uh, is that in, I think that's in Futurama, or that's the planet of, uh, Kang and Kodos in The Simpsons. I think it's in Futurama. Okay. I've only seen a few episodes, but I'm pretty sure they mentioned it. Dude, like, after, I'm telling you, granted, it's gonna be like 13 years from now by the time we finally get done with this Trek thing, unless that other idea comes to fruition, we gotta, you and I have to keep doing this with, like, other shows. I think That's get you more into part. get you more into I'll, I'll I'll gladly do it if it'll get you to watch more <laughs> sci-fi fantasy type shows. You pigeonhole yourself too much with Star Trek. Don't get me wrong, I love Star Trek. That's where it's at. But let's watch Star Wars and tear up Star Wars. I'll gladly do that. Thank God. I will gladly do that. Oh man, I had we had to watch. No, <laughs> you don't even get that reference. But <laughs> we had to, we had to watch. Uh, Star Wars in school, the, the class was like, it was the FYE class, your for, first year experience class. This was college? Yeah, okay. and it's it's 
supposed to help you get acclimated to school and right. different things like that. No, not this one. This one uh, was over at Wilkes, and they're all sophisticated with their FYE class. It's not just, it was had nothing to do with your first year experience. It was like a literature class where you had to read like 10 books, write like a three-page paper on all 10 books, and then she throws in movies and has us watch these movies in class, and then we have to do the same thing with those movies. And we were watching Star Wars. Do you know which one? Uh, four. Okay, so that's the original yeah, Star the original Wars. Okay. One. Yeah, and like I'm watching it, and then at the end, we're like discussing it, and I just tore it all up, and everyone in the class just kind of turns around and looks at me, and they're like, yeah, like, dude. Like, you're like around, you arrogant prick. Around for here, that. around here, and like even on the internet and stuff, like you, like you don't dare mess with. I, I completely agree with you, but like you don't dare mess with the trilogy. <laughs> it's just it's like just, people. It's just funny they'll go like they'll, it. That's like that's like going against like the the Twihards or like the Ring, you know, or like the the Ring people like you the don't me- yeah you don't mess with the wars whores man like they will tear you apart like they will they will go captain kirk on your ass they had in no argument like, for what i was saying to them and because they're just like the this whole- is a cinematic masterpiece <laughs> that's, 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 that says it all yeah. that says it all there's no argument this and citizen kane are the only movies anyone needs to see ever Except at Christmas when we watch Wonderful Life. <laughs> then uh, it was basically, the class was like the heroic journey. You read these books and you pick out the hero and like how their journey progressed through it. Yeah. And naturally everyone picks Luke Skywalker. Of course. Because he's the hero of and that everyone's like, film. And everyone's like, oh, Luke Skywalker is the hero because of this and that and that. Um, and I'm just like, Luke Skywalker's not the hero. I'm like, if it wasn't for those people blowing up his city and killing everybody, and him having nowhere to go, and Han Solo being like, yeah, come on, he wouldn't be the hero. You would never be a hero. He would just been some other asshole whose city got destroyed. But that's what makes a hero. Well, I I picked the Wookiee. What's his face? The Wookiee, the hero. Okay, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> you know, no, like, everyone's just like, what? But that's like in in the in the DC Comics universe, like that's what makes a hero. All of those characters come from like a tragic background. Superman was, you know, thrown yeah. off his planet yeah. and came here and had to be raised and learn his powers, whatever. Um, uh, Bruce Wayne, perfect example. His parents were killed, and he used his money to like learn, you know, like every type of fight style out there. Yeah. And then he, you know, used his his. Uh, wealth and intelligence to create a thing. So, like, from tragedy in the t- in terms of like heroes, well, that does come. The best is what we like. Did. You don't. I mean, as far as I know, you don't really have that up, in like track. Just to be different because everyone was picking Luke Skywalker. I'm like, that's such the easy one. Oh, like, yeah. like it's like his movie. You know who the Sorry. you know who the main character of those movies is though. The Wookiee, Anakin Skywalker, the father of Darth Vader. Because he's the only one who appears. I think he's the only one who appears in all of them, and it's all it's it's. If you watch all six of them, it's a, a like a redemption story. Starts out this innocent kid. I know it's not really your thing, but like he starts out an innocent kid, and then he becomes like emo bitch uh, Hayden Christensen. Oh my God, he's such an emo kid in that movie, in those two movies that he's in. You ever see them? Uh, don't, don't. He, you know who Hayden Christensen is, right? No. You ever see that movie Jump, with um. Rachel Bilson. I seen you know, Jump Street. 
No, not the same <laughs> thing. Um, anyway, so, like, he's... And then, you know, he turns evil, and then he's evil for a little bit, and then he, like, finds out that his kids are alive or whatever, and then he, at the very end, he gets redeemed because he decides to thwart evil, his boss. Leave the dark side. Yeah. Like, the whole time, he's, like, for for pretty much two and a half, three movies almost, he's just like, join me on the dark side. And then all of a sudden, he's just like, nope! <laughs> gotcha! Yeah, that, it would, it, we would, each person, we'd go through the class and be like, oh, well, who do you think the hero is, why, and whatnot. And probably about 70% of the class picked Luke Skywalker. Obviously. So I'm just like, the Wookiee. And I went through the whole thing. I don't remember because it was so long ago. <laughs> I went through it and everyone's just like, you know, like, like at first they're just like, no. And then they thought about it and they're like, huh. <laughs> well, no, well, okay, who, in terms of the classic thing of hero, villain, growing as a hero, who do you think that would be in Star Trek? Because I honestly, I don't think it would be Kirk. I don't think it would be I don't think it would Shatner's be Kirk. Kirk. Pine's Kirk, I might... I might it's easier to pick stuff out like that in movies. Well, no, I'm just saying in terms of the, the, the franchise... As a whole? If, yeah, if you, if you said Pine's version of Kirk, because he starts out little kid or whatever, and then he's not chosen to be the captain, and then like he has that badass moment that I talked about before where like he sits in the chair and he's just like, I'm going to be in charge. I'm, I'm a captain. Yeah, like that I think is like a, that's a hero's journey as they call it. I don't... In terms of the franchise as a whole? Yeah. There's actually a bunch of them have like Worf, Data, and Spock are probably like, the three biggest ones that come to mind. Spock because... Once, once they get the whole Vulcan thing down... Which is... Starts, what, season two, right? Amok time? Yeah. That's when the whole... That's when, like, that's the Vulcan episode. Yeah, like, when... Once once they get the whole Vulcan thing down, like, they're supposed to be motionless and logical and all this. Um, once they get that so down... Important. Yeah. And well, once they get that down, I think he makes the biggest, like, that, that journey. Because throughout the... Up until like the end of the third season, when they end it, like he's more relaxed and accepting, sort of, of the human half. Mm -hmm. And then when you fast forward to next generation, when you come across him, he's yeah, but he's in the movies in between then. Yeah, he's in the movie between the movies, because the purple one would be Wrath of Khan. Like he's he's like you are forever and always will be my friend. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he's embracing that human half, like of friendship and like love and all the other stuff, and then. It just progresses further, like yeah, friendship and love and all that like, other stuff. <laughs> even, like all the way up into the you know the basic stuff. things that make us human. Yeah, all that other stuff. He oh, says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even in the reboot, Spock's like, yeah, yeah. You may think he's a dick now, but he's like your best friend. Yeah, like Spock Prime. You're talking Nemo. Yeah, yeah, yeah Nemo. Yeah. And he's even like, he's like, forget logic. Just do what feels right. And that's like pretty much his exact line. Yeah. Like he's but see, if I was if I was Quinto Spock, I would be like, "You're an asshole. Shut up." <laughs> well, one, it's like his entire existence. You don't want to say shouldn't be, but it kind of shouldn't be because he's half. So half of him is literally trying to suppress the other half of him. So to do what feels right, I think he'd go out of his mind. I think because he would 
overthink. Not saying that he doesn't overthink everything, but I think he would like constantly second guess and overthink it. Is this right? Is that not right? Do I feel too much? Do I not feel enough? And like I, that would drive. That, he, I think he would become timeline. He would become the Joker. I think he would be the Joker time. to Kirk's Batman. I think in this new timeline, it messed with him even more because he's still so young. He hasn't had that time to progress through. Right. What Sprock Prime did. Spock Prime got to where he was through his life of struggle and, and see, that was, I think that's kind of weird, too, is like he, then, he had all those experiences where he just turns to the, the younger alternative version of himself and he's just like, I had to learn it. You just do it. Just, just Make do it, it so. Yeah. <laughs> Forget logic. As Picard would say. <laughs> yeah, I know that. <laughs> I know that well. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Um... Okay, we have to get finished. What we what get back little, to the androids? What our little girls made? Of. Yeah, which I think they're referring this to. This is the definitely going to be like a, a triple length episode. I think. <laughs> I think they're referring to the woman, the woman android, and androids as a whole in terms of that title. But yeah, then uh, I think it could also be in the terms of the title. I think it could also be in regards to Chapel because, like, she's. She's worried about the guy, and then, like, she's so excited, and then, like, at the end, which, skipping ahead in your, in your retelling a bit, at the end, she, like, breaks down big time. She's like, you're not him, you're a robot. Yeah, and then, like... Kill and, yourself. And then there's that moment, because he's just, like, and, like, he has that little flap of skin hanging off his hand, and he's like, does this change anything? But then... It's a deal breaker. But then there's, uh... Then there's that moment, again, skipping ahead in your thing, but there's that moment where the, the woman, Andrea, because she's an android, uh, that was like my favorite. I'm like, I get it. I'm right there with you. I got it. Gene Roddenberry. Um, <laughs> but, like, she she gets all into, like, the love side of humanity. Kirk confuses her. He just, Doesn't he have that effect on women in general? <laughs> He's like, kiss me. So she kisses him. Then she goes to smack him because it was just that was the yeah. And he's like, no. And he like brings her in. And she's like, I'm not programmed to pleasure you or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's the line. Well, that's the gist of what she was getting at. Yeah, but I don't like, think that's quite the line. It's not my job to do you favors. <laughs> and then later on, uh, when it sounds, still sounds when, bad, but it sounds better uh, than it's not my job to pleasure you. <laughs> Dude, that was in the previous episode, man. Mud's women. <laughs> I, love, I love when that when Android Kirk comes down the hallway and she's like, "Want me to kiss you?" And he's like, and he, "You know what he says? You remember what he says? He literally says the line. He goes, that would be illogical.' Yeah. He literally says Spock's line. That would be illogical.' And then she's I think like, she got pissed off for a second because she's just like, "What?" And she does. By the way, special effects. I comment on this quite a lot. Special effects were very good. I don't know if they were redone. Like all the zapping, and even in the previous one, when Mud's ship blows up in the view screen. In the view screen, it's the redone. But when that was the remastered. Because we are, out, we are. Uh, pretty sure that's the original stuff. Okay. Like even them shooting the laser at the yeah. people, and like there's like the sparks flying off of it. Yeah. Um. We all. I, I always like to note. Uh, we are watching the remastered DVDs for anyone um, interested to know what particular way we're, we're viewing the show. It is the remastered DVD. So if you hear me talk about, uh, you know, special effects shot, and as Dave just said, like, he's pretty sure the viewfinder thing when Mud's ship blows up was redone, which I, think, I thought it was very good, whether it was original or not. You know, I thought it was a very good thing. But, like, them zapping people, if that's the original thing, like, that's that was really good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure 
Like remember in the cage when like they're shooting at the rock and then like the the multicolored beams are coming off of it, not counting the direct beam. I think that was that was the original stuff. Yeah, but like that's very good. Like for that time period to be able to do stuff like that, pretty cool. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, so then back to Andrea. <laughs> yeah, like. You got a thing for this Andrea chick, man. She zaps him, and then she's like, "Yeah, he was trying to escape, so I killed him." And then oh my god, he's he standing right moment. there. She's like, "Wait, what?" She has that moment of like, yeah, she's like, "So I got him, and I like, because <laughs> like, or, or or you know, when somebody goes and they're just like, but he, you, I, what? By the way, the fact that there was two of them." As I pointed out earlier in Mud's Women, I said it was kind of like the man trap. And I said, like, you know, no man was kind of like Charlie X. Yeah. This one, with the two versions of Kirk, seemed kind of like uh, uh, Enemy Within. Yeah. Two Kirks. We have to talk about that. Uh, Half-breed oh. thing. Yeah. yeah. You loved that part. <laughs> you completely forgot it. Uh, he's when he, when he gets up, when they finish, like, cloning him, basically... And the doctor's like, oh, there's only one left thing left to do, and that's to transfer, like, basically, like, his consciousness and everything into him, and it'll be complete. And Kirk hears it, and real quick, he, like, pretty much puts in, like, subliminal messaging, like, uh, what did he say, stop meddling, or I'm, I'm tired of your, like, meddling yeah, it was like, I'm with your, I'm your, your half-breed... Yeah, something, something, some some kind of like derogatory thing towards Spock, where he's just like, "I'm so tired of your half breed arrogance" or something like that. It, it was, I don't remember. It, it was half breed was in there, so like you knew it was supposed to be a slam at Spock, so that of course later on it could come out that it uh, comes out when the android says it to Spock, and Spock's just like, you know, like what? <laughs> Which, as you said, like should should have been the second warning to Spock that like something wasn't right. Oh yeah, because when he first comes into the room, he just walks right by Spock, and Spock's like, "Captain," and he just keeps going. Yeah, and Spock's just like, you know, like, what the like, don't ignore me. Yeah, which that's very unkirk, because pretty much Spock would be like the first person, if not Bones McCoy. Yeah, Spock would be like the first person that Kirk would go to and be like, "Here's the situation down on the planet," you know, because he's the first officer. That's yeah. what you do. Um. Okay, so she zapped. Okay, so we went back and then we're forward now. She zapped him. And then she went, whoa, when she found out that she didn't even get the real Kirk. She does the Scooby-Doo. Which is fitting because, you know, Scooby-Doo dude. Scooby-Doo demon guy got zapped earlier. Um, so, yeah, because she thinks it's the real Kirk because he's wearing the, the, uniform. the uniform. Whereas the, uh, re the actual real Kirk is wearing that stupid-looking jumpsuit. Stupid jumpsuit. Oh, dang. Yeah, well, what was that with the jumpsuit? <laughs> like, I don't... It was... Ugh. That's to differentiate the non-important people from the important people. Yeah, just like the green t uh, tunic thing and the enemy within was supposed to differentiate the real Kirk versus... Or the... the I'm sorry, we, that was something I screwed up with last week. Real Kirk. Not the real Kirk, because the, they were both real, but the... Um, what did you call him? You didn't call him like submissive. Pain. Submissive, yeah, was it the, sub the submissive Kirk? Um, the I was gonna, Kirk. I almost said Pansy Kirk, <laughs> the bitch Kirk from the badass Kirk. Yeah. Okay, so Kirk is wearing the 
This was right around the time when they discovered uh, the hand thing on yeah. Cor was it Corby. I think it was like right after that they found. No, it was right before right before she walks in because Kirk like tries to knock him over and get it. And the next, you know, he's just like overpowers Kirk like instantly. Like that's what I was saying. Like a normal sized android has that strength, and right there he exhibits it. Exhibits it. Right. Because Kirk has him pinned back, his hands up against the wall, and you know he just. Right hooks him. But see, had he had pillows, he might have been even tougher. Yeah, he, I mean, he probably could knock him out. Yeah. Even killed him. Those pillows, man. Like steroids. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Is like earlier in the episode, Kirk is uh, hanging off the, towards the bottomless pit that uh, Matthews fell down. And then we went to, it was like a commercial break, uh, which on DVD means it fades to black screen for like two seconds. And I looked at Dave and I said, here we go again. As I've talked about in the previous, a few previous episodes. Like, are we really supposed to believe that our main characters could have died at any moment? This was the 60s television. That did not happen. It was almost impossible, if not impossible, for like the main character to die in a show that wasn't, like, the series finale. Especially because they didn't really get to do series finales back then. It was just, you're not making any more episodes. <laughs> Season's over, guys. Yeah. Wait till next year. <laughs> so, like, I, I, that gets me so angry because it's like, I understand, like, we have to put Kirk in peril and then he has to get out of it and blah, blah, blah. But he it's like get out of it. Lurch picked him up. Yeah, but it's like, are we really supposed to believe... That uh, <laughs> I really wish he did that. Like, oh, I'll save you because I want to be the one. <laughs> Zoinks! <laughs> like he did with Matthews. So he hired a Matthews for me. <laughs> but yeah, that Hadouken. that uh, what'd you say? Hadouken. Okay, but yeah, so that kind of got me. Oh, that gets me a little angry. Um, okay, so skin flap on the hand from Corby. Uh, Andrea has the. The old school phaser. Yeah, the old school phaser, which I, I logicked into. I made it logical for you. Logical. Paul brought back the logic of no one's been to this place in quite some time, so they don't get the new phaser. So we're past that one. <sighs> That's actually not frustrating. I'm sad. Now had had. Uh, you know, any of them been wearing the wrong outfit, we would have gone on another half-hour rant. Yeah, like a horror. <laughs> Not that wasn't this episode. I know. Well, she was in a different uniform again. She was in the red uniform this time. That's her normal uniform. Not if you just watched the last episode when she was in yellow. Then you'd be like, that's her normal uniform. Maybe she's colorblind. I don't think so. <laughs> no, because even colorblind people can tell the difference between colors. Can they tell the difference between black and... It's different shades. It's like gray. It's like black, gray, white. You know? Oh, that's a darker shade of that color. It's a whiter shade of pale. <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, so uh, <laughs> then Andrea goes and... Because uh, Chapel doesn't want anything to do with Corby because... Oh, man. She, uh... No, it's just continue. That that just that part that, that she does what she does. Oh, what Andrea does? Yeah. But uh, Chapel, you know, because uh, what's his name is trying to to uh, get his way out of it, uh, Corby, and he's just like, I'm not a computer. Ask me to calculate. Ask me to 
What is he? And he says, he's just doing computer Yeah, he just like uses computer terms. And he's just like, ask me to calculate, ask me to configure, ask me to whatever. And then like he keeps stopping himself because he realizes like that's what a computer does. And because they, you know, they're not programmed like to love or, or whatever. Um, which is, I, you know, pretty much one of the main things that differentiates us from the concept of artificial intelligence, um, at least in the sci-fi world. Um, so, uh, what's her name, who she thinks she is feeling some sort of, uh, like, loving-type emotion, she just comes over, and she goes to make out with Corby, and then, like, he grabs the, the thing, and, like, they pull the, I don't know, is it a trigger, or whatever, and they just, like, well, you should know, the fa- Mr. Phaser, uh, and they just, like, blast themselves into oblivion. And then Chapel breaks down. Which could either be because it is now official that her man is dead. Which was the case already. Don't kid yourself. No, but like she wasn't, she didn't like. She didn't see it. (laughs) She didn't see it and she still was in like denial. Right. But then now he disappears while he's making out with this little sex spot. And I don't know which is more traumatizing for her. The fact that her man was making out with a hot young thing or if the realization that he's actually dead now. Or both. I don't know. Could have been either one, I think. He cheated on me and killed himself. That was pretty much the end except for like the the little tag scene where they're back on the in the bridge. And Nurse Chapel's like, yeah, I think I'm going to stay on the ship. Like, who are you going to go down to? There's nobody there anymore. No, but it wouldn't have been that planet. It would have probably just been until they could get to the next Federation planet, which then could have transported, you know, gotten her a transport yeah, thing back true. to Earth, or she could have just, you know, started a new life wherever they dropped her off. But she decided to stay on the ship, which I think is really funny because then she becomes the ship. <laughs> <laughs> um... That was pretty much the end it's of... called Transcendence. That was, uh... Sure. <laughs> that was pretty much, uh... The end of that episode. Anything else to add? You want to talk about Andrea again? Because you keep coming back to her. The story's about her, dude. She's what little girls are made of. Wires and... Circuits and... Yeah, she doesn't have the standard human layout, but... It's all there. I don't know. That outfit was pretty skimpy. It looked pretty standard. Looked like the standard layout to me. Looked like standard space whore. (laughs) Oh, she would have been a perfect woman for mud because, like, she wouldn't age. Oh, that's... Yeah, but he sells them. It's not like he gets them back. Yeah, I guess. It's not not a a rental service? (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what a pimp is. They're a rental service. No, man, he's in the retail business. Oh, okay. Although, well, see, but he could have sure started a side business. I'm sure if he, he was been... presented with that opportunity, he'd be like, yeah, I can rent you out. Yeah. See, it all ties together. And that's that's how else he could have fit she into the movie. She could herself because she's an android. That's how else it could John fit into her. John tries to stiff her, she'd be like, uh-uh. And snap his neck with one hand. I thought he's supposed to try to stiff her. hey <laughs> uh, But that could also fit into our into our concept of Mud as the somewhat villain His woman rentals? Like, that could be another one of his businesses that the, you know, the Starfleet, that's it. Okay, so it's Starfleet, 
you know, they're just like, yeah, he's smuggling things. That's what gets them to finally investigate is because, like, he's not only smuggling things, not only smuggling people, but he's selling people and, like, renting out, like, sex, sex workers. Sex checks. Okay. But so, like, that's what he's doing, and that's what finally gets them to be like, Kirk, go investigate, you know, whatever. And then that leads, you know, dig into the thing, and then that leads them to, to the Ferengi, and then the giant space battle, because Dave needs that in a Star Trek film. Mm-hmm. You need that in any film. And that's the problem, because um, I think we're done with what our little girl's made of, right? So we could segue right into the... Yeah, next. we're done. Okay, so we could segue right into the next little bit, which is, um, you're saying that that's what every film needs, is a giant... Some sort of uh, giant battle, climactic even, even battle. Movies. Uh, there needs to be blood. Uh, um, and so that's my problem with. We don't really have any news on in regards to the upcoming third Star Trek film in the rebooted series. Uh, we have yet to mention the big detail. Yes, everyone already knows about it. Yeah. Now oh, absolutely. And if you don't, uh, if you don't know by now, chances are you live under a rock. You should just stay there. Um, unfortunately, within the last few days, within the last more than a week since we recorded, but well, I think it was Thursday or Friday. It was Friday because um, Leonard Nimoy, who played uh, Mr. Spock, passed away Friday, the twenty seventh of February, uh, two thousand and fifteen. Um, it was incredibly sad. Uh, I don't know how you found out. I found out. Um, through a co-worker who just came up to me very, like, casually and sort of rudely and just goes, hey, hey Paul. I'm like, yeah, because I was getting ready to go to lunch. He's like, hey, Paul. I'm like, what? He goes, Leonard Nimoy died. And then he just walked away. <laughs> like, that was just horrible. Like, I would have rather he added the LOL after it, <laughs> you know? Because, like, at least that, at least, not to make a, a Spock joke, but at least there would have been some sort of emotion with that, you know, <laughs> instead of just like the cocky nature He's that dead. that was. He's dead. Walks out. Yeah, walks I don't know. How, how did you find out? Your message, actually. Oh, I'm. Oh, I'm so sorry, but, dude. Like, what? Especially because like the first s- message I got when I when I checked my phone, cause I. That's because I messaged you like three different ways. Yeah. <laughs> my phone was off, so I. Yeah. Didn't get anything. Then I turned it on, and then it comes up, and I'm reading. I'm like. That sucks. Like, I knew he was in the hospital, like, right. a day or two earlier. Yeah, I yeah, I knew. Ch- I think he just got home. Yeah. As far as I know, that was, I think that was partly why, was because I think they knew it was going to be the end, and I think he wanted to be at home. Not unplayable. Right. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he, uh, every, there's multiple things that uh, are being um, talked about via his Twitter account. He's very active on Twitter. Um, and one of the things that he, uh, one, of the, one of the last tweets that he sent was uh, uh, to don't smoke. He's like, I did and I regretted it every day. Cause yeah, that's pretty smoke. much what he attributes his dying to. His um, there smoking. was also, uh, if I may share, there was also what was his last official tweet. And it was incredibly poignant and it was very moving and I honestly feel like I'm about to cry. Um, on the 22nd of February, 2015, the last tweet officially from Leonard Nimoy, who was at the real Nimoy, by the way, if you want to follow him on Twitter, um, his I don't know if it's his representatives or his family or whoever, they're still active on the account, and they're 
constantly tweeting out uh, stuff about him, articles being written, uh, celebrities who poured in their love, and whatever. Um, he tweeted, quote, A life is like a garden. Perfect moments can be had, but not preserved, except in memory. L-L-A-P. Because that's how he signed all of his things, which was live long and prosper. Um, I thought that was a beautiful Apparently he tweet. was like big into like poetry. He put a lot of his poetry and stuff on he, Twitter. Uh, from what I understand, um, he because him and, and William Shatner were, of course, incredibly close. He, he, it, to the you know up until their uh, Nimoy's final days, they were still in contact with each other and things. And there was uh, a bit of a controversy, which I don't think is right. But um, Shatner did not attend the funeral, which was held yesterday. Because he was, and it, there was a whole whole thing about it on Twitter. Um, I'm not going to get into it, but I think everybody should leave Shatner alone because of it. One, because he's grieving in his own way, but mostly what happened was he was at an event that he had booked and had promised to be at several months in advance um, in Florida on Friday. And, or, I'm sorry, it was, I think he was there Friday and then Saturday, and then there was something going on Sunday morning, which was when they were having the, um, the, the, the service for Nimoy. And he decided, instead of um, abdicating his responsibilities to the Red Cross, that's what that, because he was at a charity thing for the Red Cross, instead of um, leaving that and going to the funeral, he decided to keep his commitment and stay in Florida instead of going to California. I believe it was held in California. Um, and everybody got on his case about it. And he said, first of all, it's not as if there's, you know, all like 24 hour flights from Orlando to LAX, despite what people think, they don't go all night. And it would have also, you know, he would have had to either get a ticket on like a private, like get a private plane, which costs a lot of money you know, obviously, or it, he would have been late or whatever, but it was also a matter of he wanted to keep his commitment to the Red Cross, which he said he thinks, through his friendship with, with Nimoy, he thinks he, you know, that would have been okay with him because Nimoy supported a lot of charities, particularly the arts. He had a lot of his own, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Charities. But uh, as you, you said, he was like very into poetry. He was very into uh, Shatner because uh, Sunday, because he couldn't be there on Twitter at noon Eastern, nine a uh, yeah nine a.m. Pacific time. Um, Shatner invited anybody, anybody and everybody to be on Twitter and hold like an online sort of memorial service. And he people were sending questions and just sending out love. And he was retweeting them and answering a lot of questions. And I, I reread it because I was at work actually. I, I read it later on in the day, and it was it was very moving. Um, but people ask, like, you know, what kind of charities was, was he into? Like, what was he passionate about besides, like, acting and directing and stuff? And he said he was very into the arts. He said, um, photography in particular, um, which in our statement that we put out, uh, the day of, I, I made sure to mention that he was a brilliant photographer. If you, if you could check out his, uh, his photography, you know, find it on Google. Um, he was a brilliant photographer. In addition to you know actor director everything else like singing too, yeah, yeah, which it's kind of weird that like they, and I think I think that was like I think that's like an old an old timey thing. I mean they kind of do it now too, but it's like you kind of have to 
you got to spin a lot of plates if you want to stay relevant in entertainment, you know. But um, you know, you got to. And then he he did books. He wrote books. I'm not Spock, and then I am Spock. <laughs> I remember that. Um, he uh, and he did so much more than Star Trek. Um, he did he, to a certain generation before they even knew Star Trek and reruns and stuff. He was the host of In Search of. The old, uh, I don't know if you ever saw it, but it was one of those, like, you know, oh, is Bigfoot real? Because this was before the internet. So they're like, is Bigfoot real? And they were just like, here's the evidence, and here's, you know, this person that we're not going to show is, like, black, and, like, they made his voice all robotic, who's like, I claim to have seen him. And it's like, you know that it's like... A southern robot? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, because, you know, they, uh, if Bigfoot exists, they always say it's, like, Washington area, like, Washington State, so, of course, it was a southerner that said it. But, like, he did, you know what I mean? Like, In Search Of, it was one of those shows where they're just, like, you know, the Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, UFOs, like, do, do these things exist? Because, of course, like I said, this is before the internet where people, or El Chupacabra, you know, thing. Um, this is before the internet, and they were, you know, where people could be like, no, this thing, you know, this isn't real, or whatever. Um, but he did that. Um, one of the first things, besides knowing him from Star Trek, obviously, one of the first things that I really saw him in was just a few years ago was um, Fringe, which was another J.J. Abrams show. He played the character of William Bell, which was the, I don't know if you ever watched Fringe, but the main scientist guy. He was like his early um, business partner and stuff. And uh, fantastic role. And I guess at that point, um, he had decided to quit acting. He wanted to focus purely on his photography and, and charity things and whatever because, I mean, he had been acting long before Star Trek and, you yeah. know, like I said, he was a director, which most people don't also forget in regards to his directing. He did Three Men and a Baby, which is like a beloved film to a lot of people, you know? Um, but, and I don't remember if it was he was on Fringe first or he was doing the Star Trek reboot because Fringe was created by J.J. Abrams, uh, Roberto Orsi, and Alex Kurtzman, three of the five of the Supreme Council for the Star Trek reboots. And um, I think it was they were working on Star Trek, and they had went to, to Nimoy's house, and they pitched him. Because he was like, I'll entertain the idea, I'll listen to you guys, whatever. And they pitched him, and then he left... And he couldn't stop talking about it to his wife. He's like, oh, I think they have a great idea, whatever. And she looks at him, and he's like, but I don't think I'm going to do it. She looks at him, she's like, you're going to do it? Like, don't even kid yourself, you know? Like, you're talking about it so much. Um, and then, uh, if I remember correctly, that's when they, they came up, like, on set or whatever, they came up with the, the concept of Fringe. And then when the character of William Bell came up, they asked him, and he was like, oh, I don't really want to, whatever, and of course they were just like, yeah, but, you know, we work so well together on Star Trek or whatever, and he, I guess he did it, and then he kept coming back, and then coming back, and coming back, and all the way up until, like, one of the last few episodes he was in. And, uh, so that's how, you know, a lot of people know him from that. Like I said, he, you know, he did so much stuff, and it is so incredibly sad that he's not here anymore. Um... You have anything? I do have another um, interesting, like sad kind of um, tidbit, which somebody said in the the Twitter conversation with Shatner on Sunday. Um, somebody asked if he knew. Um, there's the Star Trek Online game, the MMORPG game. Yeah. And uh, 
I guess when the news broke, because it broke around noon on Friday, um, when the news broke, a large number of the people went to the planet Vulcan in the game. And they all just like were there to, you know, pay tribute in the online version. It's you. And do you say do you say Nimoy? Yeah, Somebody at work said Nimoy. <laughs> He's like Leonard Nimoy. Nimoy. I'm like, I've literally never heard anyone say Nimoy before. It's the weirdest thing. And he said it to me again today because he's just like, headline on the New York Post, Shatner disses Nimoy. And I'm like, Nimoy. And that's not what happened, you know, because like I'm telling him the whole story about like the Twitter thing and whatever. But he's just like, Nimoy, which I thought was really weird. That's when we got into the discussion about, uh, you know, uh, DeForest Kelly and whatever. And you, you had an interesting thing that you said you told your lady. Oh, yeah. Mrs. Mrs. Trek. That's, by the way, that's what I've been calling her when I've been talking with her. <laughs> Lately, I said something to her, and I'm, I'm calling her Mrs. Trek. So, just so you know. If I, if, if I ever mention, or if, you know, if we ever mention Mrs. Trek from now on, that's, that's your lady. Uh, now, every person who's acted in the original series and has had... A role also in Next Generation. They're all now gone. Thank you for saying it that way. Because <laughs> when... when, Because Dave pointed this out to Mrs. Trek, apparently. And he texted it to me. And let me see if I could find the exact text. Because the way you said it to me, I freaked out so much. Because I thought that something horrible had happened. Um, okay, this was the original thing you sent me. Uh, you said, uh, uh, wait, let me find it. Um, okay, because I sent you this picture that I had found online where it was, um, Bones, Kirk, um, uh, Spock, and who's the other Scotty. guy? Scotty. sitting at a table, and then it's like the, the picture directly underneath it, because it's two pictures joined into one, is just Kirk by himself, because out of those four, he's the only one left alive in real life. And um, I said, this picture is so sad. And you said, that's about right. There's still Uhura and Chekhov to keep him company. And I said, Sulu. And you said, I knew I was forgetting someone. I was just telling Mrs. Trek last night, everyone who was on both TOS and TNG are now dead. That freaked me out because of the way you worded that. They were, everyone who was on both. Like, I thought that meant, like, combined overall. <laughs> And I, then you said, everyone who starred in both, I'm like, wait, I, like, it, it took me, like, not, like, appeared, you know, it took, I'm like, wait a minute, what? Because then I, and I said, uh, not what I thought you meant, because I said, you know, appearances, whatever, and then I, I, but I thought they're all dead, most of TNG is still alive, unless something even more tragic happened, because they travel together quite a bit, and Shatner now... Um, because he did like a documentary on them in the early days of the next generation and stuff, and because he's so involved in like keeping the history of Star Trek, especially with these reboots, you know, he's so involved with like, you know, let's not forget that the original timeline happened as well. Um, they do a lot of like Comic Con panels and stuff, and Shatner does their like he moderates a lot of them, and like I said, he does. Uh, 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 interviews with them and, and documentaries and, and things like that. So I thought that, like, all of them, all of the, the Next Generation people plus him 
if something tragic happened, the way you, <laughs> you worded it to me, I was like, oh no, you're going to tell me this, this weekend of, you know, Star Trek tragedy just got worse, luckily it didn't, I calmed down very quickly, <laughs> but yeah, scared me, but no, you're right, um, the people who appeared on, in, t in television, because of course, uh, Shatner was in the Next Generation, one of the Next Generation films. So it was Chekhov. Well, he was, no, he wasn't on the TV series, was he? He wasn't on the TV series, but he was in the movie you're thinking of. Uh, Star Trek Generations. Yeah. Kirk and Picard. Chekhov yeah. was in there, so was Scotty. It was the long-awaited uh, showdown. Well, not showdown, but the long-awaited uh, thing of, of Kirk and Picard to finally get together. They snuck it in there. Yeah. Um, but see, now also this with, uh, with Nimoy, or Nimoy, being um, gone... This obviously throws out the uh, thing we had talked about in regards to the third Star Trek film, which was going to be that perhaps Shatner and Nimoy were both going to appear as either, you know, it was going to be like future alternative versions of Pine and, and Quinto. Remember we had talked about yeah, that once which before? Yeah, now out the window. Yeah, which I wonder if that means if Shatner is still going to appear in... The Maybe he's gonna play Spock. Oh, that would be horrible. That would be horrible. I don't want to see that. No. Well, it's funny because like people asked, you know, who was, who was the biggest onset diva, and of course he said it depended on the day, but mostly me. <laughs> you know, um, if you get the chance, look it up. Uh, it's you know he's he's at William Shatner, and he just he sends out so much so much love, and he, he loves to joke with people and stuff too, but. Uh, um, it was, it was a very moving, moving thing on the, because they all, they all, everybody joined together on, instead of using Nimoy's Twitter account, they all joined together under the hashtag Leonard Nimoy to, you know, share stories. And, um, I know there was another, another actor I like from the Firefly franchise, Adam Baldwin tweeted to William Shatner and he said, I met him once and, you know, he was overwhelmingly nice. And that was, that, that seemed to be the thing that everybody said about him was like, he would, he would. He was the kind of guy who like would take his time to be like, you know, yes, yeah, so, yeah, I will take a picture with you. You know, I, I will answer your questions, and that doesn't happen too much in like not entertainment. Nowadays. Yeah, like there's not, there's very few people who are just like, you know, like most of them are just like, yeah, here, I'll sign this and then get out of here, or just leave me alone or whatever. But like, I mean, he he was a breed of his own, you know, and it's several days later and I'm still like wake me from this nightmare you know I just oh he's like one of those people you just always expect to be there well somebody uh, somebody online summed it up perfectly and they said like if you want to know why every nerd even non Star Trek nerds were saddened by the news because because you know people are like what like you know people who like like the rings movies, you know, and start, like, they're, like, they're, they're classified under sci-fi fantasy, you know, and even they were just like, oh my god, I can't believe this, and, you know, people were like, why, and somebody summed it up perfectly, because, uh, they said something along the lines of, it's as if every geek's favorite grandfather just died, because, like, that's what he was, you know, he was, like, the ultimate, you know what I mean, like, he was, like I said, he did other things besides Star Trek, he did other sci-fi things besides Star Trek, you know? But it was... He was just so... I don't know. can't even... 
but I, I knew because actually, and I, I feel so bad that like my text was the way that you had to find out because like that was not even like the nicest way to send to to announce that news to somebody. My text I sent to Dave was, uh, Nimoy passed. We have to record ASAP because we hadn't done. That's why we're doing this um, incredibly long episode this week. Um, we hadn't done an episode last week. We were going to try to get it done by the end of the week, Muds Women. Um, but I, I texted him and I said, you know, uh, yeah, Nimoy passed. We need to record ASAP because uh, I knew we just had to. It's just one of those things you got to address as soon as possible. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, it did take us till the end of, of this one, but that's what I kind of wanted it to be. This one was like, you know, uh, you know, just like a, a tribute to him. And I think we did because I, I said the word logical or illogical about 30,000 times. <laughs> we said that a lot. Talking uh, about Spock. Yeah. Um, Being an android. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, you know he directed two of the yeah, he directed movies. two of the original movies. Which I know the one. I know um, he did um, Search for Spock. Search for Spock. What was the other one he did? I think it was Wrath of Khan. No, it wasn't Wrath of Khan. Nicholas Meyer did Wrath of Khan. Search for Spock is the one at Journey Home, Voyage Home. The, with the whales? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in fact, that was his idea. The whales was his idea. Ugh. <laughs> that was actually his idea. I don't know. I, I was watching a video with him talking about it, and I forget what brought it up. He's a, And he's like, yeah. He's like, the world without whales or something. But yeah. The whales was his idea. But, uh, well, because somebody asked Shatner if it was weird being directed by him and, you know, was, if vice versa, was it weird uh, for Shatner? Because Shatner directed, I think, the fifth one, which was The Final Frontier. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Shatner directed that one, so he asked, somebody asked if it was weird, and he said, not really. Um, excuse me, there is a uh, an interesting story that I don't know how true it is, but I, I did hear it once about... Uh, about Nimoy directing the third one, which was um, because at the end of Wrath of Khan, uh, Spock dies, and they send him off and whatever. And I guess at some point they came, they came to him again. This is how I heard it. They came to him and they said, "We think we want you to direct the the next movie." And I guess he made some sort of comment along the lines of, um, "Like, what do you think? I'm not." good enough to be in it or something like that and they were just, and it turns out that it I guess it worked out perfectly because he's not in it for a large portion right I haven't I haven't seen it and I don't think I've ever seen it or I haven't seen it in a long time like uh, Spock's not in it for like a long portion of the movie right so like it would make sense that he would be able to focus on directing the you're movie you're talking about Search for Spock yeah, yeah 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 he's he's it's most of it's focused on like his younger half coming to age while the planets but so, going but, through change. So he's he's really not in it until like basically the end when they get back to Vulcan. Right. And so that's when he like appears. Actually that is when he appears, I think. I think that's like So yeah, the so part it, he's it would in. that would make sense for him I don't know if that was his direct if he that was the first thing he ever directed. Um I don't think it was the first thing he directed but it Oh here, I have it actually right here. Um after directing a few television show episodes, Nimoy started 
film directing in 1984 with the third installment of the film series, which of course would be uh, Search for Spock. He would go on to direct the second most successful film, critically and financially, in the franchise after the 2009 Star Trek film, Star Trek IV The Voyage Home, which is the one with the whales, the whales. right? Um, and Three Men and a Baby, the highest grossing film of 1987. These successes made him a star director. Uh, and it says that, uh, this is, I'm reading from Wikipedia, by the way, um, at a press conference promoting the 2009 Star Trek movie, Nimoy made it clear that he had no further plans or ambition to direct. Quote, No. No, I'm done with all that, thank you. I never set out to be a director. After Spock had died, sort of, in Star Trek II, they brought me in for a meeting and asked if I'd like to be involved in Star Trek III, in the making of it, and I had been told that I should be directing. I took it as an insult because I thought, what's wrong with my acting? But I thought maybe now I should do that, and I said I'd like to direct the movie, and I suddenly found myself with a directing career, which I had enjoyed and I had enough of. I directed, I think, five or six films. I had a good time, unquote. So, yeah, he, he got insulted because they were like, we think you'd be a good director. What do you mean? <laughs> That's illogical. <no? laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, I don't know. I just, like I said, um, pretty much the place I would go right now if you're looking to, like, um, either watch his stuff, um, either Star Trek or... Uh, he was on a Mission Impossible TV series back in the 60s. Um, there's so many other things. I can't even think off the top of my head that he was involved with. Uh, listen to his albums. Check out his photography. Like I said, he was a brilliant photographer. Uh, or check out even like a, uh, William Shatner's uh, Twitter account. Because there was just some, some awesome things to him there. I think uh, it would be a great way to, to honor him. Um, yeah, it's, it's so sad. He's, he's one of those people, and like, you know, everybody at a certain point, you know, knows, finds out that like, life ends. Like, we all know that, you know? So it's, it's just a matter of time, but I think he's one of those people that like, we, we all built him up so much that like, we thought it would never happen to, like, he, so like I said, like, he's you know, one of those guys, you expect him to be there forever. Yeah. And not, which it's funny because, like, that's what his character was. Like, Spock, like, just, he was... Vulcans are timeless. Yeah. They live forever. Yeah, so, like, I think we all kind of expected that from him, too. And, I mean, it's, like I said, and there's, what, what we say, four of them left from the original series still alive? Yeah. Like, of the main, the main people. people. But... Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think that's as good a play. Because you don't have anything else, right? I, I, yeah, I'm still still dealing with it. Yeah. <laughs> I, there's like nothing to say. It's like, it sucks, and that's pretty much where it's at. Well, let it out, Dave. Let this be your therapy. <laughs> that's all it is. It's just, it sucks. Like, there's nothing else to say. Um, did you, ever, you, you said you never really saw him in anything else, right? No, I was knew him from Star Trek. Yeah. Pretty much. I knew he uh, made the ballad of Bilbo Baggins. It's a <laughs> interesting song if you want to listen to it. But, um, yeah. Which we might, uh, maybe I'll link that on our on our Facebook page and our Twitter. 
Um, but yeah, uh, definitely, like I said, check out all those things, you know, honor them whatever way you see fit. Uh, I think it was Sci-Fi Channel had a marathon of stuff Sunday morning. I think it was Sunday. Um, because I think Mrs. Trek actually posted it on your Facebook page. I had seen it. Doesn't mean I saw it. I know. I, <laughs> I saw it, but I, I had seen it on Twitter because I get all that stuff. And, uh, like I said, I'm pretty sure Mrs. Trek posted it on your, on your page. Um, but yeah, rest in peace, Leonard Nimoy. You lived long and prospered. And I think we, we should all strive to get a fraction of what you got out of life. Because he seemed to live an incredible life. He enjoyed wonderful. it right down to the end. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for us. Uh, as always, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash just trekking along, twitter.com slash just trekking pod. Um, got anything else? Nope. Uh, I think we should end this with a... Oh! Actually, um... Did you say we might have a special guest for the next episode? I'm gonna try. Dave's gonna try to get us a special guest for our next episode. We sh we'll be discussing what's the name of it. The episode's called Miri. Um, basically... I don't want to get too into the story, but basically it's a planet run by children. So, that's, you know, should be our, our should be the next episode. Hopefully we will get to that very, very soon. Um, I think we're going to take a moment of silence for uh, Leonard Nimoy before we play our, uh, the music at the end so thank you all again thank you Leonard Nimoy and for all of you out there live long and prosper, long and prosper.